1: It's so funny when someone like you, has been on like real sets and stuff, comes over <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, "Let me fix my camcorder. Get it
2: all focused." This is more and more <laughs> what's happening, dude. It's I know. Self-production it's and, crazy. and
3: yeah, I think like that's the dirty, un- untold story of this strike is that like residuals and AI, which are so important and, and oh, right, yeah. but people are gonna start the tech and the AI part of it is gonna make it so that you make your own stuff and yeah. you get it direct directly to your audience, and that's the future, you know?
1: Yeah. I think that's awesome, though, to be honest. Like, that's yep. for for the creators, the artists. I agree. So. Which we just started our conversation, everybody. Woo-hoo! Welcome to Drinks with Johnny today with Taryn Killam. How are you doing today, man? I'm excellent. I am it is happy so happy to be in your home, your beautiful is, home. Oh, thank you. Yep. And it's so nice to have you here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, dude.
1: Remember. <laughs> <laughs> remember. Yes, that would be great if I just did the Chris Farley to you the whole time. You there. There. that was that, awesome. You remember that time when you were, dude. like, on the Californians? <laughs> I'm yes, a big yeah. fan, man. I am Thanks, so, man. It's so awesome Appreciate to have that. you here,
3: man. Thank you so much. I'm, yeah. I'm honored to be here. I'm glad Sam reached out. Um, as you know, my bro is an epic Avenged Sevenfold fan. So this is like, when I saw that love this it. was your show, I was like, I'd love to get these guys together.
1: Yeah. yeah. And we did. We did we did it. We did it. We did the damn thing. Yeah, man. So, man, thank you so much for, again for I'm being happy. down here. Yeah. Let's start off with the drinks. Please. So, you said you're a whiskey guy. so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with 291. No, they are—they're are, uh, a Colorado-based bourbon. Okay. Um, uh, I tend to like it quite a bit. Great. Because it has a little bit more of a bite to it, and more, I'm more—I'm more of a Scotch guy. Okay. So, but it, it is more bourbon, so it's somewhere in between. So I'm just gonna give you a Great. little guy here. Do you know the qualifications for a bourbon? What makes it a bourbon? Uh, it has to be in off the Kentucky uh, River, correct? Yeah, you, I, you know, you just were telling me before we hit record well, that you did it. Well, what's a cool, because this is a
3: bourbon, yes, you said?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they call it. Call so it this way. is
3: America's spirit.
1: That's mm-hmm. part.
3: Of, the reason I like whiskey in particular is that it's not something you can make and like produce overnight. It's not moonshine and even vodka. You can do like a, a, a clean spirit and a neutral spirit and bottle it the next day. You're drinking time. Right. Like I love that about whiskey. You're drinking a story, right? And bourbon specifically is America's spirit, has to be at least 51% corn, has to be between above 40, 40% 40 and 52% or something like that. You said this is 62, so maybe it's higher. Um, yeah. ABV has to be aged in unused white American oak barrels. That one I didn't know. That one I yeah. didn't know. And, and charred. Um, yeah, and then the mixture therein is great because Blanton's is probably my favorite. Blanton's, I don't know if I've had Blanton's. Blanton's Kentucky bourbon, it's great. It comes like in an ore bottle um, really, oh, really nice. I have it's had got the little one. horse on top. Yeah, I have horse. had that one. Once you yes. said, I,
1: I call it looks kind of like a grenade. But yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah the yeah. holy grenade. The holy <laughs> hand grenade. 100%. I've had that one. 100%. Well, you seem to know about your Cheers. bourbon. Why don't you tell me what you think about this one. Oh, well, we got nice. we got clean glasses, though, man. Cheers. Cheers.
2: Cheers. Yeah, that's nice.
3: Hmm, that'll do it. I feel the bite and I feel like feel which is like you get a peaty a pedier vibe. Exactly. But it's still pretty smooth. Like yeah. it's a thin liquid, you know what I mean? It's not I find like when things haven't been proofed down too much, it can be a little chunkier, a little heavier in the mouth. And this is very light in the mouth, so totally. then you get that heat. It's nice.
1: Exactly. That I'm
3: so glad we're talking alcohol.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I am, I am, I mean, I, my, as my brother knows, I'm new to the, I didn't start drinking till I was 30. Okay. I wow, that's late. Super late. My honeymoon was the first time I was ever, like, even tipsy. Where was your honeymoon at? We went to a small little island called Petite St. Vincent in the Caribbean. Oh. So, like, you fly to... Um, I think you fly to Barbados, and then you fly to St. Regis, and then you take a boat to Petite St. Regis. Okay. It was great. And we were on the island, and I hadn't uh, partaken before, but I got really sick one week at SNL. Like bad, like congested, like waking up, <laughs> and, like stuffed up. And NyQuil wasn't doing it, and normally NyQuil's like a miracle tonic for me, particularly like being a teetotaler, straight-edge guy. But one of our crew members was like, "Yeah, just have a shot of whiskey." Because I was talking about, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's rough. This is, these are long nights." I'm like, have a shot of whiskey. Yeah, you don't drink, right? Yeah, have a <laughs> shot of whiskey. It'll knock you out. <laughs> and So I, I went so to good. Del Frisco Grill, <laughs> the 30 Rock, and I ordered a, a double Jack.
1: Mmm. And I downed jack it. Jack Daniels is always the first whiskey everyone tries. It's oh. just yeah. It's it, just it that is gateway is.
4: whiskey. I love it still. I, I still do. I got. I got a. I like. I got.
3: I don't not like anything, and I'm not trying to talk anybody out of business, but uh, a competitor to Jack Daniel's Dickel. Have you ever had Dickle? Oh, Dickel? I love
1: George Dickel. I love number 12, George Number 12 Sour Dickel. Mash. Oh, it's so good. And if you go to BevMo,
3: no, I'm, I, this is not an endorsement, this is just a passion. A number 12 <laughs> Sour Mash Dickel, three bucks cheaper than Jack Daniel's.
1: Well, three bucks, I don't know about <laughs> <What's> that. <difference? laughs> I'm just saying, for a good flavor, a good flavor, you know, a good, good flavor good.
3: like mid-shelf, uh, I like
1: George Dickel on the road. We would uh, often, we'd get it on the, on the rider for a little while and we'd be on the bus and we just like, you know, we're trying to watch our weight out there. You know, I don't know why, but you know. <laughs> uh, then you get older and you don't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, but like you started to watch your weight when you're you know a little younger and stuff. And it's yeah. like, well, straight whiskey it's less calories. We'll just pass the bottle around. And it was always George Dickel because yeah. it is a very smooth, like yes. one, you could pass around. <laughs> hey kids, you <laughs> can sit around the <laughs> yeah. table and pass around a bottle and just but, keep pulling off of it. Piano, guitar, and bass
3: lessons first. <laughs> <laughs> put in your hour first, uh, and then you put in and your and ten thousand hours exactly, or something get your like that. Gladwell, that was, uh, yeah, ten thousand hours. Man, um, yeah. So, so it, it kind of would, and I was doing Jack Daniels at the honeymoon, and it, and I wasn't like feeling the effects. It was never that. It became a social thing, I had to do like a Jack and Coke. And then my wife asked the bartender, she's like what's something that you like to make that nobody ever asks for? And he made her a mudslide. And I love milkshakes. And it was just (laughs) a boozy milkshake. So like four mudslides later. Well,
1: mom loves mudslides. Oh, well, now you're speaking about it your mom. Yeah, now you got Sam over there. Sam, Sam's big, it's all a big, frothy, sweet, creamy, good, yeah. sweet drink. It is so gross to oh. me. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> it really is. I can't handle I can't. Like, it. No? The way he drinks, I'm just like, that is, he'll drink like, so there's this bamboo stuff, which is absolutely <laughs> amazing. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a rum, cream, banana liqueur thing. Okay. Like, it's, it's really delicious. Yeah. But not straight in a glass of <laughs> ice. <laughs> Just chugging it, and he's over here projectiling into that very sink back there behind yeah. you uh, after a night of drinking <laughs> this, and I'm just sitting there, a little high, a little drunk, and I'm like just trying to talk business to him the whole time. He's while literally He's, sitting, he's <laughs> literally sitting <laughs> where you're sitting,
4: yeah. watching TV, going, "You know what we should do?" And I'm like, "Stop talking to me. <laughs> yeah. was, I think it was just so sweet on the way out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I think by the I think it was so late at night at that point they were running like the infomercials, yeah. and I'm like we should pay to make an infomercial for Dreams <laughs> with <Johnny>. <laughs> <laughs> really. I wonder, I wonder now, like, how, I mean, how if we If you make it, like what we were yeah. talking about before we started rolling here, how much can those ad spends be? Like it can't cost that much money to, totally. to do that anymore.
3: At, at two in the morning on like yeah. traditional, like what's you, called legacy network TV now. Yeah, And then yeah. you could
1: tell everyone like that follows you on social media to like tune in at that and night watch and it. watch it. Or like put clues
3: in yeah. the thing and stuff. Yeah. That'd be a, see bad. A QR code that'll lead you to. I need a know.
1: director though.
3: Yeah. Hit me up, man. <laughs> hit me up. I'm glad I'm here. I know where you live now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a little scary. <laughs>
3: I know where your bar is, Johnny.
1: <laughs> well, you're always welcome to the bar. Thank but you, speaking on your directing, though. Yes. I did just watch uh, Killing Gunther. Okay. Thank you. A couple weeks ago when, uh, when we knew you were coming over, I was like, oh, let's check out some of the stuff I haven't seen. Mostly from SNL and The Heat and, and uh, Single Parents is where oh, I predominantly cool. know you from. Yeah. And then, uh, I'm fan of all those things. And then I saw Arnold was in this one. And I was like, yeah. okay, I got to watch this movie. And yeah. it was on Tubi. Everyone's on Tubi um and for free i hope yeah, on tubi
3: good yeah, it's for good. free on tubi <laughs>
1: uh so i watched it and uh i just wanted to know like first of all you got arnold to do like straight comedy yeah like, that was that was sick and he did a great job thank so, like, you as a director i was just curious like how did you approach that how did you get arnold like walk me through yeah uh, how he's a part of this movie it was it was uh, yeah
3: unbelievable and, and thank you for watching it and i would say like you know The 30 minutes or less that he's in the film is probably the part I'm most proud of, because this was like, you know, when you're trying to get self-produced stuff and you're trying to to raise the money, you're like, what can I accomplish with what I have access to, Mm -hmm. like with my friends? And so I really wrote that film thinking like, this is something I'll shoot when I'm off SNL in the summer with like, you know, cameras that we can rent that we can afford, and it'll be fun, and we'll improvise and stuff. And we put out offers for this role at the end that was literally written as a cameo. I mean, it was literally written like you see him in the last three scenes And that's it and I reached out to people that had hosted SNL that I'd had good shows with or had a good time with And so like you know, we shot we we aimed high we went out to Tom Hanks and like a, I, I Filmed all these like offer videos. Okay. Like, hey, what's going on? It's Taren. Remember me? Remember this? You know that kind of stuff <laughs>
1: And you just send those
3: out? I sent three of them out. I sent okay. one to Tom, I sent one to John Malkovich, Ooh. and then I sent one to Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, Because he had hosted yeah. and I'd had a really fun week with him and we got along pretty well. And Bruce kind of took his time with it and it was like, maybe he will, maybe he won't, and ultimately said no. But uh, Bruce and Arnold were rep by the same team, same agents, and they're like, you know, Arnold's looking to do some comedy and get back into it. Would you consider? <laughs>
2: Hey, would, would, you consider, the you,
3: would you consider Arnold Schwarzenegger in your movie? Like, what if you just
1: wrote back, eh, I guess.
2: Mm, sorry. <laughs> Malcolm Venture bust. The Governor,
3: yeah, <laughs> you're, you're
1: from California, too. So exactly. You know <laughs> yeah. Oh, I
3: mean, we grew up watching all, like, Conan and Predator and oh, yeah. Terminator. I mean, like, I, I, I think Arnold was in a category, like, at that point, I was like, I've never met him and no way would he consider this. So when I talked to him a few times, like my favorite, my favorite thing was the first time that we ever like spoke face to face was via, via Zoom, via FaceTime. And I'm in the offices at SNL and it's a writing night and I get the call because they say he's gonna call you. I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta find a place that it looks professional. And, <laughs> and like I get back to my office and I close the door and uh, his assistant was there. He's like, hey, Taryn, how's it going? You know, I'm Pete and I'm gonna hand you over to Arnold now. And I was like, okay, cool, thanks. And he hands the phone over and it's Arnold Cigar has to have a cigar. Has He's to have at cigar. his place in Idaho. He's in his office at his desk with an oil painting of him from pumping iron <laughs> behind him. <laughs> Yes. And I'm so just, that makes like, me
1: so happy. I can picture the scene. This, this is, is exactly what I wanted. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> and I was
3: like, hey, how are you? Good to see you. And I was like, hey, hey, how are you, Ar- Arnold, and thank you so much for reading and taking this I He's like, yeah, no problem, no problem. I was like, you look great, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, oh, he, he said it. he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's the before, this is the after. <laughs> and I was like, I love this man that, more, and I didn't think yeah, that was possible. Dude.
1: That's so, so cool. And then working with him, like once you once you guys are on set, what was it? Full was that pro. Like? Yeah, full pro, man. Like
3: really, got to give it up because I like there was a lot of plates to juggle, and it was definitely the most ambitious thing I've ever taken on because because I was at the helm of of it. Um, and him showing up, I just wanted to, you know, show someone whose career I've admired, revered, and who's brought me so much joy that I'm taking this very seriously and I'm going to work hard for you and I want to protect you at all costs and make you look good and make you have fun. So we worked really hard like in terms of his arrival because I think we ended up having him for seven days, which is great, which is more than it was originally supposed to be. And he he was freaking prepared. He came with his own alts. He came with like, uh, like alt oh jokes or punchlines oh, for things. Okay. He's like, oh, this is the good stuff. Yeah, sorry, I I'm, so I'm not in the industry. I don't know what the fuck he just said. He, he, and he had time for everybody, too. But he was also a master of like, ending a conversation too. You know what I mean? Like, he would yeah. get everybody their time to be like, yeah, I'm glad you like the movie. Yeah, I'm glad, I, so I, nice bet you, yeah. I
1: bet you that came from his politician career, not his yes. acting career. Yeah,
3: yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, he was- Because everyone
1: always feels like they, like when you talk, when you hear about politicians that everyone really likes, right? Mm. They, you always hear about, man, they were so great about the time they gave everyone, really made me feel like, yes. like they were listening and stuff. Yes. And I'm sure they are, I'm sure Arnold was listening I'm just saying like, yeah. They. I think it's a certain skill that you have to have as a politician. I
3: wonder, because before he was the governor of California, <laughs> he was the biggest, He and I would argue, still is the biggest action movie
1: star of all time. Right, I mean, he, he is, he is. I, I, and so I, I wonder Stallone, if you're doing- it was always the,
4: the, the, the bait, with Stallone, think, and then- Arnold was a little more,
2: I think. No, I think Arnold, so. Arnold as an
1: actor, I agree, Arnold as an actor, but the the thing you always have to like creep up in there is like Stallone like did all those Rockies he, the Rocky he did all and the, the Oscars he, he did, did like, the Rocky did the
3: Oscar he's got like that prestige foundation right right but right. I think franchise for franchise it's not hard. a fair
1: yeah, I, I agree I, you know what I always wanted I don't know about you Sam when I was a kid. I wanted them to make the Contra movie with Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It looked like him so much on that cover. What Uh, a dream.
3: And by the way, with AI technology, that's the project we all deserve. uh,
1: Come on, come on, Hollywood.
3: If Silicon Valley (laughs) and Big Tech wants to win this vote, wants to win me over, Uh, use your AI technology to produce a Contra movie with Arnold and Sly. Sly gets the laser, Arnold gets the spread. He needs the spread.
1: Spread.
4: Arnold gets spread. Mm-hmm. How do you work in up, down, left, right, left, right behavior? Yeah. Oh,
1: they'll so. find a way. They do you make it do. funny. You make it funny. Oh, it's a I'll code yeah, they have you know, to do. There's some ticking clock, there's a bomb, a bomb to, yeah, to yeah. deactivate. Yeah, to exactly. Do that Select
3: start. <laughs> yeah. Select start. I'm driving.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> My fingers are too huge. The little red buttons are too small. I think
3: you could bring this Kathy Ireland I mean. comes in. Do you know oh, what I mean? And just make it so like... a like,
1: pure <laughs> early 90s, late 80s vibe. Like, oh, yeah. uh, how hot was Kathy Ireland then? I think it's st- probably still a very beautiful woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just mean like... Uh, uh, she was just... Jo- yeah. She was
3: the poster. She was the poster. Like, yeah. I, I'm an 80s kid. Like, mm-hmm. 80s into 90s. And like, yeah. The Farrah Fawcett of the set... like. That, that was cat for me. Yeah,
1: the cutouts in yeah. every in every liquor store next yes. to the Bud Light stands. Necessary and roughness. Ooh, yeah. that was a great pull.
2: Yeah, bro. Necessary roughness. Yeah, bro. Man.
1: <laughs> Well, speaking of that, like, like real quick. Well, yeah. uh Obviously, we talked before we started here. You mentioned the AI thing and the and the yeah. the strike that's happening right now. I mean, you're part of you're part of Hollywood, man. So like, yeah, dude. Um, I'm the I know problem. You got <laughs> 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 me. All right. <laughs> Hey, this
2: is
1: a good gotcha interview. You're right, you're right. <laughs> no, man, I, so when I first heard about it a little while ago, because mm. I, don't, I don't have my fingers on the Pulse of News. I just, I okay. gave up on that a long time ago. Um, but when I heard about it, I was like, oh, what the hell is this about, you know, as a musician, we're part of the same like uh, SAG yeah. stuff and everything, get all that stuff sent. Yep. And I was just a little curious, and then I found out what it was, a, somewhat it was about, but I'm sure you have a little bit more insight, so I want to ask, because to my knowledge, it has to do with, you know, now that AI is, is upon us and, and they could regenerate anything, Yes, it has to do with licensing someone's actual... Likeness in movies and stuff, correct? Yeah, yeah. In terms of the regulation of it, I think
3: that's what the unions are asking for, that if a a robot, if an AI robot, which is a derivative technology at this point, they're Mm -hmm. not generating their own content from scratch in its own experience. It's pulling from everything that's ever been written.
1: Which I'd say, not yet.
3: Not yet, and <laughs> I, you could argue, and I think AI companies would, that that's what humans do. You read things you like, you see things you like, and you pull from that and that inspires yeah. you right there. But right now the technology is such that it is still very directly derivative, and I feel like if you watch a lot of the content that's being made, this trailer, like there was that great Gatsby, you know what I mean? And you're seeing actual shots from Baz Luhrmann's great Gatsby, right? With like mm-hmm. mutated computer faces, and there's an argument that that's parody and it's for comedy and there's parody law and look what Weird Al has created in the music industry right, under, right, under right. that protection. But I think what it is, is that if there's not a human soul, if there's not a human being, and like AI is a very, in my opinion, like uh, narrow avenue in a huge boulevard of issues for the entertainment industry. Okay, um, You're talking about residual minimums. You're talking about trying to make your health healthcare. What's hard to explain to the world at large is like I think part of the narrative gets spun that like oh writers and actors want more money for and they're making they all they do is play you know whatever it is That's
1: usually what it is. Anytime in, in right. the entertainment industry anyone yes. That's I mean it happens in sports, it happens in yeah. music anytime that the artists, that's us say our creators are on strike, it's often spun. Exactly,
3: yeah, 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 That it's
1: it's all about money, which, by the way, guys, it's usually not that much about the money.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: It's about, I mean, it's yeah. About, it, the it's the money at the generation. end, but it's
1: like, it's also, yeah, and it's about the next people coming up, exactly. making sure they're still gonna have favorable deals and not exactly. get screwed over. That's but not, that's not
4: everybody makes a million dollars on every production either. There's no. different levels of everything. There's a plenty of bands or, or comedians or actors that, are struggling to make their bills. Just because you know them doesn't mean they're rich by any means. Yeah, you know? of course.
1: And, and, and uh, you also have to factor in like, that's why the bigger names that are getting the millions of dollars will speak out on their behalf because they can. You'll they, listen. Because this is of, correct. That, so it's, it's very important. I mean, in my genre, in my profession, mm-hmm. Metallica did it in early 2000s with Napster. Yep. Warned about everything. Now they Now they're still, Problems with it, but they're working on it. And This is 23 years later, yeah. and there's still a problem with streaming versus, uh, totally. uh, you know, residuals. And I love what Snoop Dogg's
3: saying about it. You know what I mean? Where he's saying, like in the 90s, I would sell you know a couple million CDs, and I'd see a big percentage of that. Now you're telling me I have billions streams. of streams, and I'm seeing cents. You know, yeah. like like
1: I, yeah, there's going to be a fixing. A, so in that, I, I am curious as when you say residuals are part of it too. Yes, uh, because again, I think that the, with these new technologies coming out every time it happens, yeah. these contracts and things between artists and the companies that are basically the banks for everything, yeah, they need to be reworked every time.
3: Yeah, and, and held in check, right? right? Like held in check. I think that's what it is because um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, listen I have educated myself since May because the writer's strike started in May and I'm a guild member and I've been on the picket lines um, but I'm They didn't (laughs) eat it. I'm like a dummy. Like I didn't know. I like I barely understand.
2: Flip out right there. (laughs) That
3: I barely understand how to pay my cable bill. Right, (laughs) but I have spent this time educating myself a little bit more, and it's like if you are the business and you have shareholders, your job is to spend as little as possible and make as much as profit. Right. I think everybody basically understands that the problem is is that the push for that profit is edging out a livelihood and to me really like residuals and ai and healthcare and all the topics are covered under protecting a livelihood our nation has a minimum wage right and even that is not that fucking great no. to be quite honest but the entertainment industry like a new actor is lucky to get two small jobs a year right? And And all you want is for them to fucking go to a doctor and get, and go to the dentist and get checked out and be healthy. Mm. Like that is literally what we're, what this strike is about. Okay. Are those people, are kids getting out of high school, getting out of college and like, I want to be an actor and a job that used to pay you anywhere from two, three, sometimes $5,000 for a guest star is now paying less than a thousand dollars on these streamers. And the streamers are pleading like, we don't know how to make it. It's like Netflix knows so much more. in terms of like analytics, than NBC did when Friends was on.
2: Mm-hmm. They did
3: the Nielsen's and they would do sample testing. They'd be like, we think about 20 million people and are that, watching. Yeah, you're right. Those were
1: all more of a guesstimation, whereas yes. now you have hard-line evidence and numbers that they, they can They know when in. you
3: pause to go to the bathroom.
1: Yeah. They know like- Which by the way, stop asking <laughs> me. All right? Like, <laughs> I'm still watching, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just good at hydration.
2: Lay off, Netflix. <laughs>
1: And by the way, why'd they stop skipping all the... the, the, So I noticed that all the streaming people stopped allowing you to... uh, It doesn't automatically skip the intros anymore. Like when it first came out, like I remember I'd watch Friends on Netflix before it went Mm -hmm. to HBO Max. (laughs) And I would be able to listen to it on repeat while I'm falling asleep. And it would just go through. But now I have to hear the fucking song over and over again. Sure, sure. So I was just... I'm sure that has something to do with the copyright on the music and, and the intro or That's something a, like I that i mean they
3: have they just do have so much information and 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 any frustration or genuine anger i have at the greed because it's greed but that is their job their job is to right. make more money and spend less i get it but the fiscal mismanagement especially at the streaming level netflix knows subscribe they have subscribers they know mm-hmm. how much they're getting monthly so they should know how much to spend on employees spend on production spend- but they're built on borrowed money. That's the dirty secret, is that Netflix was a company that went public and went into the streaming by borrowing money from banks. So they are constantly paying off debts. So when hmm. they say, we're not making any money, it's because they've mismanaged company, their finances. But
1: what company hasn't started that way?
3: 100%, um, yeah. but the profits of, if you pool together the five salaries of Netflix, Prime, Apple, Hulu, and Max. The, the, the bosses, yeah. their salaries, one guy's salary, and all guys, one, just their salary, and you took 2% <laughs> wait, wait, wait. from the total.
1: I have to laugh for a second. All oh, guys, I, I got that I went a little, little yeah, anti-patriarchy, yeah, 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 I, like, that, I mean? like it, I like Protect it.
3: It. our sisters. Um, 2% of those five dudes would cover everything the Writers Guild is asking for. That's just the Writers Guild. That's, yeah. that's, that's the imbalance in that they're like, we don't want to have to suffer to protect the minimum, right? Because we are so irresponsible at the expenditures at the top.
4: I also heard. Mm. So I have kids. A day. Congratulations! We watch, <laughs> thank you. Uh, we watch Live and Maddie*. It's a Disney show. Yeah, sure. And uh, the they bra- hired one actress to do two
2: parts. <laughs> right? <laughs> These <See>? greedy pigs!
4: <laughs> you know? Good boy. But uh, the brother in it was talking on a podcast, I saw a clip of it, and he was talking about how, I, and you could probably speak to this better, that after, th- and the fourth season... They have to start paying more. Right. So, what they would do is yeah, it'd yeah, be yeah. Liv and Maddie, but then right. on the fourth season, rather than it being Live and Maddie again, it'd be Live and Maddie, go to Paris. Yes. Yeah. And so, it's technically a new show. They do that with everything
1: now, man. Yes. Everything that's even halfway successful, they have to completely rework their yeah. content. You would know better than than, than us on that. It comes like, down to like, renegotiations. I Gemstones just had, the, had finished yeah. season three. I'm like, what's going to happen now? Yeah. I still want this show to keep they're going. Good. They're coming back. Okay, I know good. for a fact
3: that they're coming back. Good. But, like, like, again, not to make Netflix the face of it, but they are sort of the juggernaut of that streaming front. They started everything. They started it all. Um, you know, mm. they don't go past two seasons for the same reason, unless mm. it's unless it's a Stranger Things, unless unless it's a cultural touchstone, right? Like, that's the power of Stranger Things is they know how many people are watching it and they won't ever say, but they also know that. It is, a, it is event television, and that's hard right. to accomplish more and more, I feel. Like, mm-hmm. gathering everybody, as opposed to in the 50s, 60s, when there was four channels. Oh dear, I Everybody guess. watched Ed Sullivan, oh, you know, the yeah. 40 million people are all watching the same thing. Right. That's hard to do now, which I think is a beautiful thing, because everybody gets their own flavor, and everybody Absolutely. has their own lane. Yeah, But, the, you know, it, 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 it's tricky. It's just about protecting that bottom line, and the fact that there is so much pushback and so much holdout from the AMPTP side is really sad because it's a little transparent. There's so much information out there. You can figure, you can-
1: Wait, 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 what was that? uh, AMPTP
3: is the American uh, Motion Picture and Television Producers Association. Okay, gotcha. So that's like the board of negotiators for the bad guys, quote unquote. Okay. Um, And it's just, yeah, it's just that. Because like, listen, these streamers also have other avenues of revenue. Netflix, all that information they have, they're selling to Big Pharma and to, you know, to um, Colgate and to Toyota. And they're they're saying, well, we know that this household, because when you sign up your Netflix thing, you go, here's my name and here's my age. And here, you know, so they can calibrate like, oh, you want to sell more toothpaste to 40 year old guys who love Ninja Turtles? Here's what they're watching. And here's when they go to the bathroom.
2: Right.
1: Back to the bathroom. Uh, no, I mean, and I know that that's like, when you talk. When you get into that, that like scares a lot of people too, right? Of like, oh, they know everything about me, right? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if you realize this, but they've known everything about you from before this,
2: <laughs> yeah, for
1: sure, for
3: sure. More than so we it's realize. Like, I think yeah, you're yeah right. totally.
1: And, yeah. I, and I, so I, I don't, I don't get too scared about that because I'm like really, I'm like. Believe it or not, people, my life's pretty fucking normal and boring outside of <laughs> outside of some cool shit that I get to do. Well, but, like, I've I seen get your fun. Halloween decorations, so I don't know how boring. <laughs> I do not say boring. I'm saying boring in the sense of like, if someone's listening to my conversations or like, we're, I'm, yeah. I'm like you're gonna you're you're gonna have to listen to a lot of nonsense for a long time to get like right. one iota of,
4: of unless music. you go in your and Oculus and then uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently. Well, yeah, that, that Oculus Do not go to the search <laughs> history. <laughs> uh, I'm always playing PGA golf, Taren. I don't know what
1: you're talking about.
2: Huh. And the handle was
1: crazy sticky. I grip real
3: hard. <laughs> okay. I think that that's true. I think you're telling the truth. Taren. But I mean, for you, for you I'm curious, because like touring has always been the biggest income, right?
1: Mm. Absolutely.
3: And I think that that's... Not always,
1: but it is now. Yeah. Not always. Not always. I, we were, like we were saying, you brought up like Snoop Dogg and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah there was... There was a cutoff that happened like late, 80, late 80s, late 90s, early 2000s, when we you know, talked about Lars and Metallica yeah. standing up to Napster that way. Mm-hmm. Um, where at that point, records were still making artists a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You, know, they'd, you know, Metallica, as, since we're just on the subject, you know, go diamond on the Black album.
2: Yeah,
1: They got a lot of money on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they had a fa- as favorable as a deal as you could have mm-hmm. at the time, you know? And then you have, like, on the punk rock level, you have, you know, when albums would sell for Offspring or Rancid in the mid-'90s when they were on an uh, independent label like Epitaph, but they get, you know, uh, a diamond, $10 million sold worldwide record. Hmm. All of a sudden, Dexter's flying his own private jet to his next show. You know, yeah. like, it's like, yeah. it's like there was some serious money on that stuff. Um, and that, that goes back, I mean, our manager, when we first broke and got our first platinum record for City of Evil we would do the math and see like what, what that would have been. So, so that went platinum in like 2006, I want to say. Mm. If it had happened in 96, we'd be looking at a diamond record. Jeez, yeah. And that was back in 2006. Now right. it's like, well, you'd be lucky to sell 60,000 copies, right. you know, like right. it's in the first week, you know, Brutal. it's, 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 it's pretty funny. And is that but digital? digital? Is okay. that
3: vinyl? Is that like, how is that broken down? So now? that's
1: the other thing. That's always a big question. I don't have the answer. Every time I talk to someone, they, You know, like in management or business side of stuff, because I'm I'm very ignorant to that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I know what I hear and I ask questions and stuff, but I'm not on the ins and outs. And it all seems pretty vague to me, to be honest. If I Like there's always like, you know, this amount of streams counts for this amount of downloads. And this amount of Mm -hmm. downloads counts for this amount of hard copies. Mm -hmm. Hard copies Mm -hmm. now actually count for more than they used to because they don't sell them anymore. <laughs> so it's like... They it's have just to go like, out
3: of their way to find them kind it, of thing. Exactly. So you know the value of that fan. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. So
1: and, and they're trying to help mom and pop shops still. So when you release yeah. a record, you send them off to a bunch of mom and pop shops. Mm-hmm. Those albums, I believe, count for a couple more per... Okay. So okay. it's like... It, they are trying certain things, but mm. at the end of the day, Spotify, Apple, all these places, similar to Netflix, Hulu, uh, Max, all those ones that you mentioned they have all the information, but somehow the artists aren't getting all of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's, 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 there's a miscommunication between about five different people before it gets to be. Yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and why. Exactly. And why. Well, that, and then we could get into, I don't know how familiar you are with the blockchain and Web3 and everything. Sure, like I that. mean... That's, I, going to, that's going to help us.
3: Rick Glassman begging me to buy Bitcoin.
1: Why does he have to beg you? <laughs> <laughs>
3: but I feel like the first conversation, and Rick is sort of like a connector to Sam and I, um, the first time I met Rick, he was like, do you have Bitcoin? You gotta have Bitcoin. <laughs> I was like, oh, did I sign up for some If you signed up for some of that five years ago, you are a millionaire. And I was like, okay, well, I definitely did not <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you think that that will,
1: in terms of the financial structure of everything? Well, it's just, if you put things on the blockchain or the Polychain, um, everything is gonna be quicker to, mm. to the artist, the creator, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whatever they end up calling that when this stuff actually <laughs> happens. Um, and everything is transparent. Yeah. So their numbers as a company, if they, if they have the balls to put it on the blockchain, mm-hmm. which hopefully there'll be FP, a swell that forces companies to do this. Yeah. If they're paying you on the blockchain, there's no longer that vagueness. Yeah. It's, it's all transparent. That's cool. And it's transparent to the fans who, who might purchase something from the artists into that thing. So yeah. they know where it's coming from. Everyone knows where everyone's money is coming from at yeah. that point. That's cool. If we could all put it on a poly chain. That's cool.
3: Yeah. I do think live performance. Yeah will, the value of that will increase as this tech becomes, not to say that tech isn't so advanced that they won't figure out an AI band, but I just think that they, I think the gathering and a human experience for the person with money in their hand, the experience of gathering, that will, that has unbreakable value, I feel.
2: I I
1: absolutely 100% agree with that because we kind of saw it in a small stage when everything went away for a little while, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then it all came back and everyone was Hungry thirsty as fuck Correct. for it, yes. you know? So yes. it's like...
4: Well, ticket prices haven't dropped. It used no. to be COVID uh, add-ons to tickets. Well, that's that's going to that be again.
1: everything. Nothing's dropping back from no. that. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Back to greed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they found ways to cut corners and put more in. money in their pockets.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, but at me. least whiskey's
2: good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they can't That's take that exactly. away from us. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I drink your time. Mm. You take my profit. I drink your time.
1: Yeah, so, so we covered a little bit of that. Like we don't need. I mean, I'd love to. Go I know. Deep, I love how deep, deep we yeah, went into know. it. I think. I think. It, I learned a lot. Cool. Same, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, right back at you. Uh, on that though, like so, one of the other shows I mentioned that I, me and the wife were a big fan of is Single Parents.
2: Thanks,
3: man.
1: And uh, you're on that show, and it got two seasons. Mm-hmm. But then I can't speaking on the streaming thing; it's not on Peacock. It was on NBC, right? I think it, it was. So it
3: was a an ABC show. ABC show. I think okay. it lived on Hulu, and but because uh, it was a twenty. I mean, it's so convoluted. But 20th Century Studios, which. Disney purchased while we were produ- making that show. So we switched parent companies. So technically, the Disney Corporation owns it now. Okay. So I know if I go to Canada or if I go out of the country, it's on Disney Plus, which is very oh, cool because that cool. feels like the right platform for it. Because it was a really sweet show and it was, it was so nice and we loved making it and I love the people that I did it with. And then, um,
1: who's this the guy, who's COVID the guy hit? from uh, Ray, Ray Romano that was on the Brad show. Garrett. Brad Garrett, oh, that's, that's right. So great. Yeah, yeah his yeah, character on that was. was Something, yeah. something to behold. Yeah, thanks. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it was. It was a good. It was a good uh, uh, variation of of people, and I, I just really love the concept of it because I do think being a single parent is like one of the most admirable and probably difficult things to be, you know what I, I mean?
1: I could only imagine, you know, when my wife gets drunk and leaves me with the kid, it's <laughs> You like, get a little taste. Yeah, yeah, you get a little taste like of It's like the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you threw under the bus, though. But, Absolutely, uh, it's our anniversary. But, but tomorrow, also, why are all the CEO's mail? <laughs> <laughs> just trying to balance, just trying to, That's your, smart your smart audience smart, is yeah. probably- <laughs> Hey, it's
2: <he's> talented.
1: <laughs> but
3: yeah, um, so- It was a good show, but that, no, that was really sweet. And then, and then, yeah, COVID hit, and so like, We'll say we blame that, <laughs> you know. We like who knows, mm. but um, yeah, we literally wrapped the week before March twenty, what March thirteenth or whatever the date is. Okay, um, and then yeah, we all kind of sat around for a while, but um, that was just one of the, like the most pleasant experiences. And it's really great. It's something that I was able to watch with my kids. Yeah, um, so I was really really proud of it. No, it was
1: a great show. Thanks, I, man. I really I really liked your character. Appreciate just like that. The, the nice guy, just helping everybody out. yeah. Like, yeah it made, it's a feel-good. It's yeah, a feel-good exactly. sitcom. Feel-good sitcom, That's what right? we're going for, yeah. And then you get to... Uh Back to Netflix, uh, yeah. uh, uh, the remake of uh, River Wild. Yeah, you know, with man. Your you're with your co-star again. Yeah, so late And in. Adam Brody, who was yeah. on Gossip Girl with her. So now you guys have like, yes. this whole triangle going.
3: Totally. So he's the OC. She's Gossip Girl. Oh, I'm sorry. So no, 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 no. I'm with you. I had to educate myself my, my, as well. My, my
1: wife watched all of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, were, we were in college when all that Same. was running. So Same. Like, so I, I was like, that's,
3: like the new cry, that's the new Dawson's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, I take. that's the new Buffy. That's the new Dawson's. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Um, yeah but then um, and 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 they reached out like Adam and Leighton had put this together and Ben uh, who is the director and the writer had worked with Adam and um, that was cool because we were out we shot that last summer in Bosnia Slovakia and Hungary whoa yeah guess what And you know what this is cool I saw Pearl Jam in Budapest that is sick it was sick
1: what, the, what, what kind of venue is out there? It
3: was, good. it was a good size. I would say at least like twenty to 30,000 strong. Like it was big. And Hungarian and, and English, there's not a lot of crossover. Right. And like Budapest, like in the city, you know, every fifth person maybe speaks a little bit of English, but okay. it's all a lot of Hungarian. I'll tell you what, those 20,000, if I'm lowballing it, knew every word to every song, that's and they so hadn't cool. played in Budapest
1: since '94. Oh, that's a that's a home. Co- oh, that's so cool. It was very that's cool. It was rad. a great show. I've never been to Bud- Budapest. Uh, I'm only pronouncing it that way now that I know the way to pronounce it. Take it, take it, because
3: they'll be like, yeah. "Oh, you've been." Because that was a,
1: I, 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 the, my my whole thing was uh, knowledge of it is the Grand Bud- Budapest Hotel Sure. Movie, which is a fantastic. Fucking movie. good movie. Good movie. You um, we Love Wes Anderson.
3: Wes Anderson's great. He's pretty rad. Yeah. Asteroid City. Did you like it?
1: I didn't see it yet. Okay. Is it good? It's fun. Yeah, he's, he's, he's an artist. artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has his style, and it. God, it's so good. Yep. It's so good. I digress. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but so we we shot the movie. Yeah, to to double for Montana of all places. And, um, that's
1: what I was, yeah. when I was watching it, I yeah. was like, and you just said that, I was like, why would you go all the way there? Like, yeah. Montana's there, Mammoth is right here. Like, yeah. it looks, well, I thought you might have done it there. An almighty <laughs> so dollar, before,
4: before you get that role, do you know yeah. that that's where the shooting's going to be, or do you? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. They all, all that, they, they let you know,
3: like, location and, and, and whatnot, and at one point, my family was going to go with me, but then my wife, she booked a gig, and so she had to stay here, and then the kids did it. And basically, I was away from the fam for seven weeks. How old are your uh, kids? I have an eight year
1: old and a 14 year old. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you're on 14. It's got to be a little bit on the other side. I got a six year old. I got okay. the one. That's the oldest is six. I only have one. Oh, you have one. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yours are boy, or girl? Uh, two girls. Two girls? Yeah. So you're a, you're a daughter, dad? I am a girl, dad. Yeah. yeah. Is that what they call it? Girl, dad, daughter, dad? I yeah. Don't know.
3: Girl, dad, I think, is what is the phrase i've heard okay matt stafford girl dad
2: there
1: you go Los that's Angeles what it is. Rams. we'll get to that
2: i saw the raiders, <laughs> plaque. I saw the raiders plaque in the corner
1: <laughs> no there's no there's no hatred for the rams like there's uh, for me like because it just mm. that's a that's a rivalry like when when we were growing up yeah it was raiders and uh the rams yep here in la mm-hmm. and and then anaheim yeah and then anaheim mm-hmm. um but for me, I gravitated towards the Raiders because one, my family were a bunch of Raiders fans. Yeah. Two, it was that cool hip hop culture to be For part sure. of the Raiders. Yes. And then they had you know the uh, Gridiron Classics, where they would tell the story of when they used to win championships. Right. And <laughs> they had a great team. I
3: mean, like yeah. if either like they had Bill Jackson, Marcus the... Allen, Ronnie Lott, Howie oh. Long, like they had, and Madden, you know, his connection to Oakland. But listen. As a Raiders and Rams fan, at least we both hate the Niners.
0: (laughs) Oh, what's going on, everyone? Brando here. Haven't been around for a while because I am busy. You know, I'm working five jobs to feed ten kids, and when it comes to dinner, I'm just looking for an easy way out. But there is a great thing that I've found to make my day a little easier. Factor meals. Right now, I've got a black pepper and sage pork chop. I'm going to eat it right here on air with you because I want you to hear in real time how good this thing really is. So... It's got a nice little sauce on it. Nice grill marks. Like this thing is ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 shoot. This is some quality, quality pork right here. The nice thing is, it's healthy. The amount of protein in this meal is broken down for me on the side of the package. I don't even have to worry about it. I know once I eat this whole thing, my macros are gonna be unbalanced. This is, this is what I need. This is good. Oh my God. It took two minutes for me to microwave this thing. All I had to do was sign up. Meals get shipped right to my house every week. They have a wide selection to choose from. Dude, they had dill-crusted chicken. They had chili. you want to check it out, head over to factormills.com slash drinkswithj50 and use code drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. That's code drinkswithj50 at factormills.com slash drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. Yeah. I know it's a mouthful, but so is this meal. So I'm going to keep eating it because man, this is good.
4: Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop and access to our private discord server where you can chat one-on-one with johnny christ himself so stay tuned stay thirsty and stay filthy as fuck
1: so i do (laughs) i do yes however i have to admit there was like Four years in there when I was like in elementary school, about to go into into, uh, middle school. Yeah. Where it was Steve Young, Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders sometimes, because the other times he played for the Cowboys. And I was like, that's too good of a fucking team. I like that team. Our
3: (laughs) neighbors growing up were the Mazers, and they Um. were every Sunday red and gold, Um. 49ers, they're all about it. And I do credit them a lot with like my um, desire to belong to a team. I was always so, like, envious and covetous of, like, how connected they were. They were Niners, every, you know. And by the time I really caught on to football and the knowledge of it and, like, playing fantasy, I was in, like, late high school, early college, okay. and L.A. didn't have a team. Yeah. And so I promised myself, I said, whatever team, co- I know we'll get a team again. Whatever team comes back, I'm all in mm-hmm. because I love being from L.A. and yeah. I love football.
1: That's it. I mean, it's solid reasons. And yep. damn, SoFi is such a good it's fucking stadium. It's a good stadium. stadium.
3: To get in on the ground floor. I mean, we can both feet agree, feet though, ground. like
1: the step-headed, step-headed children and the Chargers. Like, we could... We could the Carson uh, Chargers. Oh, God. What the Taggerons. A- I just don't even know why they did it. I was like, yeah. you just stay in San Diego, man. You're just you're gonna come over, you're gonna be the clippers, and then yeah. like, you know, I think they do
3: I, I honestly do think like they need the income to pay for that stadium, that incredible stadium. Right. And I do like Herbert. You know. Herbert's great. He's great. There's
1: it's nothing against the players. Ever. No, but for me it's San never Diego. against the Oh my like, come on. Yeah. Totally. And I'm a Raiders fan, they're in our divisions, right. and my best friend from like fifth grade yeah. is a huge Chargers fan, and yeah. he starts chirping at me, Ugh. and I'm just like, man, just win, just go to a Super Bowl and then talk to me, you know? <laughs> earn, earn your bragging rights. Yeah, exactly, like, come on, yeah. just, yeah, yeah. you sound like a Clippers fan. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't know, you are a basketball fan too? I'm not, my bro is, huge yeah, so Lakers fan. you know what fan. I'm talking about. He's a Lakers fan, like, th- Absolutely. Through. It's a, yeah, that's like, the yeah. only basketball team in in, in in California. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Golden State's pretty fun, too. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, they, I guess they're pretty. <laughs> we'll give it to them. But, All right. You know, we like stuff. Like, yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. So back to uh, River Wild, though. Okay. Yes. Um, wanted to ask so it's a remake, right? Is it technically a remake or is it's a it a like reimagining? reimagining. Yes. Because okay. the original was Metal Street and, yeah. and uh, Kevin Bacon, which I loved as a kid. I loved that Same. movie. And I like the spin, though, of this uh, reimagination.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely like darker. I feel like that one is like um, a family thriller, which mm. is a genre they don't really
4: do so much anymore. Family thriller That's is exactly true. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, I wish they would do that more. Because as a, as a parent, and you watch either shit or yes. things are too, too far, <laughs> yeah, like, you want
1: something middle ground. Yeah, yeah totally. I totally yeah. agree with yeah. that, actually. there was. That was the '90s thing. It totally. was. Totally. Like, I didn't Force, realize that at the Air time. Force I thought I was, one
3: had a daughter, and it's like I gotta sing my daughter. The whole time
1: I thought I was just mature. Like I was like, yeah, I'm watching an adult movie. And Now yeah. I think back and I'm like, and I still love these movies. And I'm going like, ah. ah and they had the kid and the that, dog yeah. and the family thing.
3: Yeah. And this one, Our mm-hmm. River Wild, not the River Wild. Um, <laughs> our River Wild. Uh, the director Ben, he intentionally was like, I kind of wanted. Like, if we're going to take something that a lot of people love, and we're going to use that name recognition, there has to be a good reason to make it now. And so he really kind of wanted to ground it and make it a little darker, make it a little more uh, relevant to today and Mm -hmm. and to male-female dynamics, I think, especially. A lot of the conflict comes out of that. Um, But he really wanted to make it a little grittier and and to separate, I think, in tone as well.
1: Yeah. I, and I would say to everyone at home, go watch that. Uh, September's a great time for it, because it's just dark enough to get you into October.
2: Yeah. 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 It's not a Halloween movie yet. <laughs> it's not a Halloween
1: you know, movie? it's definitely see, not, See, River Wild, close. then Exorcist the Believer, <laughs> you know? Which Easier way or. into Yeah, you know. You I, see that trailer? I saw the trailer. My wife is I the too. bigger... I'm more of the... If you can see my tattoos, I'm more of like the character-based horror movies from the 80s right. and 90s. That's, that's where my... I really want a dark
3: universe to work.
1: Yeah, I really, I I root for the bad guy.
2: (laughs)
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like no. when
1: it comes to, like the exorcism and like the spiritual like not spiritual but like that side supernatural of supernatural where you can't supernatural is it, right? like yeah. I, I enjoy those movies don't get me wrong but they're not something that I like you want a boogeyman yeah I I want I want a Freddy Krueger you want a Freddy I Krueger. want Robert oh, England that's yeah. all I want yeah yeah yeah. don't we all <laughs> don't, have you had Fred, uh, uh, Robert I haven't had him on the show I did okay. meet him once though okay. we were at uh the Fangoria Awards in uh in L A. And he was at the bar, and I walked up, and he was already talking to my guitar player. I was like, "Oh, I got to get on on this." Yeah. So I just stand there, and like, he proceeds to tell some stories, and while he's telling them, he sounds—he doesn't sound like Robert England. He all of a sudden he sounds exactly like Freddy Krueger at the wow. bar having a drink, telling me about like this offset stuff. And I was like, "This is the most amazing thing I've ever had happen to that me in rules. my life." Rules. Yeah.
0: That rules. Yeah.
1: But we got to reach out to him, Sam. Yeah. I think we have, and he shut he us down.
4: Laguna Beach, I think. or he he? sells art go to him can i can i circle back to uh, spoiler alert for you guys who haven't seen the movie the end of the movie river wild yes sir spoiler it again warning I only see one body at the end. Is uh, that sure? There's a
1: sequel coming, man. Sure. Come on, sure. Is <laughs> it,
4: or did I miss it? I rewound. No, sure. I, no I, one. One. I know, I
3: know.
1: There's is. only one. Yeah, there's only one.
3: Mm-hmm. I, that was yeah. I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's that's not necessarily how the script read, but that's oh, interesting. Really? If they're okay. at all, leaving that. The it was
4: crazy, and I missed it. It's else my body, is. so I'm definitely
3: not coming back to yeah. the sequel. Okay.
1: Well, that's the spoiler. Spoiler. By the way, you should come back just to show off that beard again. That was sick. That was a good beard. right? That was. Did I was a Hungarian beard. That was a Hungarian beard. <laughs> <laughs> Hungarian,
3: Hungarian, but Montana sculpted
1: beard. Yeah. That was. Thank you. That was a. Sick, Thank you, sir. Thick, strong. Both thing. me and my
3: brother grow. We grow solid I see, beards. I'm seeing that. I'm yeah, seeing yeah, yeah. Though, Like,
1: yeah. yeah. Man, that's good stuff. It's <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. No, but it, it was a little bit darker though, like, and, yeah. I, and I liked that. I oh, mean, thanks. it was, it, I, I was really into it, man. It was a it Cool, was a dude. Everyone go yeah. check it out.
3: Check it out, it was a fun, fun one. We got to train at a Slovakian Olympic Rapids facility. Oh.
4: Okay,
1: that's, that's where I was gonna go with that. Yeah. I'm so kay. glad you brought that up. Yes. When you guys are training for it. Yes, sir. What is it? I'm, I'm sure you're about to walk us through that a little bit, but then do you actually get to take it to the river or is that all stunt doubles? We're definitely in the water for a lot. There's
3: some stunt double stuff. I would say like any wide where you see the boat literally like going down water. There's a couple where where they let me do it, but um uh Tomas, my my double did did all the bigger like hanging off of things in in the wide. But we're in the water quite a bit and we're in the water at night, which it wasn't as fun as you might think it might be. Um, but this this cool training facility was also doubled for a lot of the inserts so that they could, cause they could, they had two paths and they could control the rapids. They could they could close a door and raise the level so that this was like now a category four or like open half the door and now it's a three and we can run that as a two, which is really cool. That's amazing um, so I that
1: they could do that. It was
3: crazy, Liptovsky Mikulash. If you're ever in the Slovakian area and stop by, oh, I got your number now. You got so you. next time I'm there, I'll be like,
1: "What was that?" Again? <laughs> yeah, Litovsky
3: <Lepowski>, Mikolaj, <Miklush. laughs> hit him up. The USA Cafe was a trip. They had or like the USA Bar or whatever. It was oh, like. they always
1: have like one of those bars
2: yes. in, everywhere. Those it's are so much so fun. So
3: funny. Those are so fun. Like the, whatever like mutated version of America that they think you're looking for. Oh, you but know? at
1: least at least they pay and get the, like the good TV on. You know, yeah, you, get, you exactly. get your sports There's that way. Great screen. food is sports. always a little
3: funny. The arcade games are twelve years old you know, uh, which I'm okay with. You're cruising <laughs> the USA. You, you, yeah. You yeah. Saw,
1: yeah. Cruising USA. I'm still yeah. over here
3: on English. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, it was fun. It was cool. they had, there's a guy, there's a Slovakian Olympian who did kayak slalom. So he was in a kayak and he'd go through the slalom gates. And it was that's it's his facility because exactly. he's got like nine medals six of them gold like three bronze three silver something like that wow. and one day we went a little late into our training and he showed up and he's screaming and gary and he's like on the riverbank like, and the way that the 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 slalom flags work is that they have wires across the river and they hang so he starts throwing the flags in front of our boat that's <laughs> are really like a bunch of like la actors who were like yeah. do i look
4: like a river guy you know <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like a red slalom fly almost slices my neck yeah um it was awesome simply <laughs> was, great. Great. was That's like we've angered an olympian
1: did and you and have did you have any prior experience on on white rabbit not
3: really we grew up in big bear so yeah. there's the outdoorsy hiking alpine we knew that well um, but no, it was my first whitewater rafting experience. It was very fun.
1: Yeah, I've never done that. I've been down a river, but not white rift, not yeah. A rafting. Yeah,
3: I, like I like an inner tube and, like, Yeah, cool, an inner drink.
1: tube and yeah, a couple yeah. beers, yeah, you know, exactly. throw a fishing line, you know. Exactly right. Exactly. I can do that, no yeah, problem. With yeah, yeah. the whole, yeah. don't they, they ever write interesting movies so you can play Where's that Where's River guy? Flow, the movie? The River Flow <laughs> Wild. Tubing, you
4: guys remember that tubin game wild. back in the day? Yeah. <laughs> Tubing tubin wild. wild. we got to make that game.
1: After Let's it.
2: I'm
1: in. I'm in. I, I, I would love to. Be a part of a movie of any kind, actually. Yeah. But, oh um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was a when I was a kid, I had like, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say I had any training, but I had there was like a performance arts class in middle school, and I was awesome. I was a part of that, you know, for three years, and it was that and music. Yeah. For me, so I was like, I always. I'm not good at it, but I always liked uh, the idea of being able to act or something like yeah, that. And yeah, yeah. Like, Two know. roads
3: diverged
1: in a yeah. Well, you know, this one was a little bit easier. It's only four strings, so I don't have to remember <laughs> lines.
3: <laughs> I've seen the 10 pound bass. I know it's not that easy. No, that's awesome. Cause yeah, cause you got recruited out of high school to the band. Yes, I did. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's a good summer high school job.
1: Well, it was hey, in the middle you know. of the winter. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, so mid year then. Yeah, it was mid year. I, I, I never finished high school. Wow. So, uh, I was supposed. My mom. My mom said it was okay as long as I got my GED, and I said, "Sure, mom, I'm gonna get my GED." I never did. I don't see. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's right next to the Bundy.
2: <laughs> you
3: bought a GED from David Buster's. <laughs> Congratulations. That would be great, dude. That's the GD to get. Yeah, by the way. By the way. <laughs> yes,
1: hundred percent. How great is Dave and Buster's, by the way?
3: So it was my favorite place to go to when I was on SNL because there's a Dave and Buster's in Times Square.
1: Yes, I know the one. And, yeah, and we
3: started. We, we started this later in in my run there after like a, after a table read, which you're reading forty sketches for like four or five I hours. I not
1: imagine remembering all those lines, dude. That's you read insane. it. You don't have to like memorize right, right, them. Right. And then, and then and even yeah, on the, the show, cue cards, the right? cue cards are there. Okay.
3: Always play the cards. Um, but we would go to Dave and & Buster's and we had some real good times there. And when Drake hosted, he rented out the Dave & Buster's for the after party. And it was one of the most hilarious after parties because he'd also flown in a jet of exotic dancers from his club in Toronto.
1: See, this is why you want to be on Saturday Night Live, (laughs) Chris.
3: Right? But you, I mean, I wish I had like a bird's eye camera of that night because there was like the comedy writer performers like playing trivia (laughs) and enjoying the free drinks. And then the strippers and Drake's like DJ set (laughs) up over, like, normally where the well, tables are you, are you are trying the to throw
1: any of the cast members under the bus? Like, they weren't over there too? There was,
3: I honestly, there was not a ton of crossover. Really? Yeah. I mean, maybe Pete went in there probably. <laughs> just <because that's> his <laughs> <reputation>. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. That's not a fact. But it does make sense. Uh, but does,
4: it I mean, mean I, I can picture it. <laughs> I
3: mean, it was, it was just, like, oil and water. It was so funny. That it was is So, hilarious. like, a bunch of nerds, a bunch of, like, hilarious joke nerds playing video games for free and just
1: Isn't that strippers. funny though, like, uh, the more I, I, I meet people from, let's call it the blanket of entertainment, right? Mm. Like music, sports, acting, comedy, I feel like they're all entertainment, right? For sure, yes. Um, each of us in, de- in these different little pockets of the genre wish we were on the other side. <laughs>
2: for sure, for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure,
1: absolutely. It's I
3: so, see it more and, so and more. My favorite things were always like watching the band perform because like, what it is, what what I admire most out of many things for musicianship is the earned skill you have. Mm. You can't naturally be good at bass. No. You have to put in your hours. I
1: mean, there's probably a few out you there that are pretty, pretty
3: good. But. I mean, I'm sure that there's inclination. I'm sure there's tempo and there's an ear. I, I understand that. But in terms of mastering an object to create harmony, to create melody, like you. You can be naturally funny, right? Like you can be like a class clown. And sure, and that's not like, I'm not like diminishing. I've put in a lot of hours and I've done a lot of training Um, in what I do. But I think part of the coveting I know speaking for myself and many comedians of like a rock star is that confidence of an earned skill. Mm.
1: Fucking rules. I've never thought of it that way. Thank you. Well done. (laughs) This guy. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers. So speaking on uh, SNL real quick, and you did mm-hmm. mention you're your, uh, watching the performances and stuff. So, yes, what have been some of those standout ones for you? I mean, you mentioned Drake. That's got to be a standup moment, just period. He was like, dope. He
3: was. He was a great host, just because yeah. he's like got that like any kid actor. You know what I mean? Like I think that's why Timberlake uh, is always so good on the show because like God, he's a kid actor. God, damn, turned musician. He knows how to perform. And like Miley was the same. Drake was great. Um, but the music performances, number one's easy, it was Prince. Mm. He forwent, you do the two, you do a, a, a performance, one song before update, and mm-hmm. then one before the final sketch, right? And he said, no, I just want seven minutes somewhere
2: in the middle of the show. And <laughs> he took
3: seven minutes, and he did a medley of a bunch of his stuff.
1: No, I remember that. because he shredded,
3: he shredded for what felt like two or three minutes on a live show. It was, and it was epic. Epic
1: I, I couldn't I can only imagine being in the studio for that but like, like I said, I'm a huge SNL fan I, I since I was a kid. I would come home from school uh in middle school make myself a tombstone pizza delicious and uh and watch the reruns of snl on comedy central yeah it was on at yeah. that time when you came home at two or three o'clock in the afternoon and you know did
3: they have the music then because some of them did they did right they, they did then. there was, it was a time then they there did. Were, yeah i
1: remember yeah. i remember when they got rid of it and i was pretty fucking bummed yes. because i was like i get to watch mention pearl Jam on there yeah, and dude. stuff and, that was, and that, that was a great one um but yeah so it's just it's always interesting to me to like if you're in the studio what that feels like different you know like i yeah how i guess this is a more of a technical question but if you got artists some of them like drake or, or prince or somebody or, or miley or anybody actually at this stage everyone's got in-ear monitors mm. so what are you guys hearing as other cast members that just want to check it out
3: yeah uh, yeah absolutely i feel like Their sound system, I don't know, is like my official answer. Like, I don't know the setup, but in terms of what you're hearing, they do have speakers for the audience, right? They have like their internal PA or whatever, right? Interior PA for the studio. So I think that feedback's happening, but it's a small space. I don't know, have you been in? I've never been. been, I've never been. It's a cool space. I've been in the
1: building for like other things, but I've never never been. Yeah.
3: Everybody's first impression is like it's so much smaller than I thought, Mm -hmm. and it is because it's just like this small rectangular thing. But, so like, the drum you're hearing fine.
1: Oh, right? Always, yeah. The <laughs> drum you're hearing just fine. I tell people who come to the show, yeah. like, like our shows, like yes. Friends and stuff, and I'm like, they're like, can we go to the I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to want to. Because, yeah. well, it, you're only going to hear drums. Yes, <laughs> right,
3: right. It, and so like, because you're there, like there's a couple of times where as a cast member, I could go to, they have a sound check on Thursday. So like you can go and it's like, House lights are on. Like there's none of the magic, but they're just working out the sound. And that was always my favorite: was like showing up for rehearsal and hearing whoever was practicing.
4: That's cool. Like
3: McCartney's drummer was fucking sick.
4: Yeah,
1: he's
3: he's ridiculous. Do you know him? Yeah, like, I, I
1: can't remember. I'm trying to. Bigger his guy, guy. Yeah, like, I'm trying his And enemies. just
3: his personalities, he plays. Isn't it
1: uh, Bonham? It's uh, John Bonham's kind, uh, son, isn't it? Is it right now? Yeah, it was. It was a few years ago. Oh. I couldn't imagine it moving mm. on from him. Mm.
3: I don't think it's him. I don't think the one I'm talking about is him, but he was he was awesome, but because he, he just played with so much personality and just felt every moment. Um, but like thinking back that's such an interesting question because I guess just like yeah, the PA monitor feedback, whatever is what we're hearing Because mm, right. you hear, would hear all of it. It didn't sound blown out or anything. And but you it wasn't like a big stuff. concert
1: or anything. No, like no, 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 Yeah, you couldn't put that much sound in there. No, yeah, correct.
3: Yeah, very, very. Like when Gaga played, and I'm hearing the piano, I'm trying to go like, did I hear the piano? Which I think I did, because as the cast, you can stand just behind camera, so I'm like, 25 yeah. feet away or whatever. But I think the audience, there's the like they, PA system, that. is playing it out. And for you
1: them. mentioned it seems small, though. But, but like, I don't think the room itself, I thought was bigger. Like I could, I could. Piece together what from the years of watching SNL that that room itself, where the stand stage is, mm-hmm. is a little smaller because they always you know you'd have, you mentioned Tom Hanks earlier when he get when he became a five time member and he walks yes. around the whole place you know and, and you Steve Martin and everybody just walking around the whole place yes super cool to see that kind of yeah. stuff I mean when you first come on the set like your first day at SNL coming in from Mad TV
3: yeah uh, yeah what
1: what was that I mean what do you remember about that first that very first day
3: I mean. I I was really spoiled in that I got a lot of firsts, like a slow burn into it, right? Because the first time I was ever in the space was just to see a show as a guest, and it was Andy and Bill's first show, and it was, I think, uh... I think, yeah, Steve Carell was the host, and Kanye was the musical
1: What a slouch of a first
3: day. (laughs) I mean, it was crazy, it was crazy. And we sat, what I now know is, right in front of Lauren's office, because he's got an office on the ninth floor, because the audience is on the ninth floor, and the the floor itself is the eighth. Okay. Um, So the audience is raised. And Kanye, that was uh, power uh-huh oh uh-huh. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yep. and that was cool because he had all these ballet dancers like with him was, and was, yeah he's he had always, some
1: amazing snl performances he makes, over, he, over he, the he, years he um he knows how to make it look right for tv he
3: really understands the production of it mm. or his designer does because he alters the stage where you're like am i in a void now where am i like yeah he takes ownership cool. it's it is impressive um but so that was my first time in the space which was like exciting and then you have to audition in the space. You have to audition standing where the host gives the monologue, monologue. Yeah. And you have to do 5 minutes of your own material. That's all they tell you. They say like we'd love to see three characters, we'd love to see three impressions, but just 5 minutes of your best stuff. And I had to do that 3 times.
1: That's got to be I did it
3: twice one year like once and then 3 weeks later and then a year later did it a third time and that's when I got it. But I remember um my first time walking on as a cast member, I snuck in kind of like before I was supposed to go up to the offices. I was like, I just gotta be and walk around. And one of our one of our crew members, his nickname's Trail Mix, was like, big guy, really, you know, very strong guy, but a gentle giant. Like Big Joe. Big, very Big <laughs> Joe. Man.
2: That's exactly right.
3: It's like, that is a great comparison. Very similar to Big Joe. He's like, hey, yeah. I, I can show you. <laughs> Can't do it. Um, but he... Thank you for doing that. Yeah, yeah you got like, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: He
3: was like... Hey, can I help you? And I was like, hey, I'm a new cast member. And he took me around to every corner and showed me everything. There's a place where it says Mind Your Head because you go down under, mm-hmm. like, like under where the seating is, is where cue cards is, and the paint department and the sound department, they all have their stations. And there's a Mind Your Head. And Sandler crossed out, uh, or didn't cross out, but he added Farley specifically because Chris <laughs> would always hit his head on that. <laughs> and they left and it. And they left it. And he had to, life. like, tape up all this padding on it because. Farley would come off and go, ah! and <laughs> so Sandler wrote Farley on oh, it, which is so cool. Okay. And like, just That's showed cool. you like, um, I forget the the uh, conductor's name, but it was built for a famous conductor. For him to do his radio program. That's what what 88 was built for. for, Really? And so there's behind the steps where the host comes out for the monologue, there's this room behind there, this big long shaft of room where the pipes of the organ still are because they can't get them out. Right. So there's these disconnected pipes that go up like three, like huge. Um, there's
1: just cool stuff like that, you know, no one one decided to turn it into a bong or anything. I mean,
3: people went back there all the time and did whatever. (laughs)
1: There's there's definitely corners
3: of the studio where people did things that you're not supposed to do in those spaces. Uh, I mean, the
1: show's been around since the 70s. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
3: (laughs) But yeah, but that was my first like real time earning the space was with trail mix, walking around, taking in every corner, showing me every detail, every cool story. It was awesome.
1: Awesome. That's I'd love. Right. I'd love to just walk around on that set when, one one yeah. day. It's, not, it's like a bucket list, like like chance, like yeah. Like, if you go for they, the tonight they, show could, like, or whatever, buy, you, you can like get buy a book. like uh, passes anymore.
2: You for can
3: that? do a studio tour for tickets for the show. It's either like knowing someone or you got to do the standby line. And like mm-hmm. we would go out and we would like deliver pizzas or donuts or you whatever. Still
1: pull as being an old cast member. Yeah. So I know someone. He, you know, you got an in. You know Fred too. <laughs> I Fred's Fred got too. more. Yeah, 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 Fred's yeah. got. Fred's
3: like, got <laughs> Fred was awesome. By I'll the get way. you two tickets off the side. I love that episode you did with him. Oh, he's, thank you so I mean, much. Oh, yeah, well, he favorites. was
1: he was so good on it, man. It was. Yeah. I mean, we were we were just rewatching while we we're uh, while we we're here uh, waiting for you guys uh, some of the Californian stuff too, because like that was like yeah so cool. Yeah. And then having him tell the story where he got the voice and everything, I was like yeah. I, I didn't know the
3: Dana Carvey part when he said yeah, that to you, like yeah. Dana Carvey's sons. I didn't know that part. Because he and Bill would do it during the table read. They'd do it, like, if we came back from high this week. He's like, Bill! how was your hiatus, you know? And they'll be like, it was great, I was in LA and I took Coanga over to Burbank, and, and like they, I sort of, you get to see the sort of like genesis of it, you know? So
1: you have a, so this is actually funny, that you mentioned the the Fred episode, because I asked Fred about it, because he wasn't originally from LA, obviously. So. Yeah. But you're closer to the area here, like yes. when you first like see these sure. these getting put together, what, right. what are you, what's going through your head? They, I mean, because they put me in,
3: in a few of them as a a different character and then I ended up playing one character a few times. Mm-hmm. But like, I remember Fred, who's the nicest man in the world, like didn't love exactly what I thought a California accent was. He'd be like, N-, I'd be like, yeah, dude, all right, yeah, well, California, you know. He'd yeah. be like, yeah, it, that, that's not exact, like, I'm sort of going for like, more like a, like a kind of like, yeah, I just have to
1: say, this no. is so fun to hear the other people's voices.
3: Oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of that slurry drawn out back and then. I was like, oh, so it's more like Valley? Like, he's like, yeah, I mean, that's close. That's, that, that's not exactly. <laughs> so he would go to correct my guy. I am like, dude, I'm actually I'm from, from <laughs> there. <laughs> but, you know, that's his musicality, too. Like, right, 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 That's the genius of yeah, him. Yeah, like, he's Literally one of my favorite people ever.
1: He was so. I, I, I got so a cool. Nice.
3: I got a cool SNL music story. All right, let's go. Maybe, certainly top three moments of my whole time there, in contention for number one. It's Fred's last table read. Right. He's been oh, okay. there eleven seasons, something right. like that. Okay. Um, and he would. This is a tradition that was happening from before I got there, at the l- season finale of every uh, table read the last sketch was written by Fred, but it would say written by somebody else, and it would be like, it'd be a, roast, a parody sketch where like, it's like, this was written by Bobby Moynihan, and it's like, Bobby enters, and he's loud and spills food or whatever, and you're like, what is happening? And then it's like, and now Don Roy King, the director of the show, stands up. And so Fred would cast crew members and stuff to stand oh, up and be like, so I've fine. taken your shit all season, I don't want to do like, it was like a blooper sketch just for the cast and crew that would ne- was not supposed to be in the show, but just would bring the house down, right? Ugh, so much fun. So Fred's last episode. So he writes one. And it's all, there's all those moments. And he's hitting all the beats, right? But Fred somehow, and I'm, I, I apologize for kind of stealing his story because it's his to tell, but apparently he had heard or found out that the Flaming Lips were playing Fallon that day oh, mm. and knew Wayne or knew someone and asked them to do him a favor. And so Fred reads the last line. He's like, yeah, that's just SNL, or whatever. And then he puts down the script and he goes, OK, so now something's going to happen. It's not sad. This isn't a sad thing. It's a very fun, happy thing, OK? But somebody's going to come in. They're going to sing a song. It's going to be a nice thing. It's not sad. And the fucking flaming lips come in, and a cappella sing Do You Realize Ugh. to us. And we sobbed. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> sobbed. Everybody sobbed. It was. Exceptional. It was such a that's beautiful, such a cool perfect way sendoff, to go yeah. out too. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's like remember like as a so we're not privy to that, but like when Steve Carell, who was on the first thing, is leaving the office, and you could visually see yes those, emotion. that that emotion and yeah. stuff. It's always it's always something that's like a fan I just watch stuff when someone's leaving or the end of a of a cast, and you can see like. They're still playing the character in, the, in those moments, yeah. but you could see a little bit more in, into what they gravitate towards as a human being. Yes. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, the real emotion underneath of the right. accomplishment,
1: of the rites of passage,
3: the milestone, the saying goodbye, the graduation, you know, all that stuff, yeah. But that was, that was
1: sick. That sounds so rad. That's yeah, amazing. So. It was cool. So I have another fun question to ask, though. Okay. Out of everyone you kissed on SNL, who <laughs> <laughs> was the best kisser? God, I mean, the you better say Ben kisser. Affleck.
3: <laughs> ben was a strong kisser. That's a strong kisser. That's a strong, firm, soft, you know, supple, like not rough but strong. My favorite, my favorite kiss, which is the first one that came to mind, is Vanessa Bayer, who is. My sister, like she's like my sister, right? Okay. And we were filming, Daniel Radcliffe was the host, and we were filming a digital short, and it was 3.30 in the morning, and the premise of the digital short is it's Spin the Bottle, and it's like a bunch of kids playing Spin the Bottle at night, and who are mm-hmm. you gonna get? And every time, every time Daniel spins the bottle, it lands on a hobo, who <laughs> <laughs> just happens to be there. That's the I whole, remember that. that's the whole bit. And it's hilarious, and it's weird, it's fun, but, you know, like every, like Paul and Abby share a kiss and all the cast, we're all laughing because we're like, this is such a weird thing. And Vanessa being like my nearest and dearest, <laughs> the buildup to that felt charged, right? So there's a scene where it's, she spins, it's Lane on me and <laughs> we go. And the first time we do it, we go to do the shot. And right before she goes kiss me, she goes. <laughs> 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 me. But like dry heaves, like into my face, and then we kind of do it, but it's a fully an unusable take. are <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah, am disagree. I so disgusting, like, the, the way, I, I, <laughs> Totally, they didn't, shame on that. But I was like, am I so repellent? That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So, that, that's, that's the confidence so booster hard. you needed that day. Oh God,
1: exactly. <laughs> 3.30 like in the morning, yeah, that's a confidence away booster. Away from my wife.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not even my closest friend can fake kissing me, yeah.
1: Well, speaking of your wife, I also have yeah. questions there. I mean, Great. obviously, uh, everyone knows her from uh, How I Met Your Mother and yes. The Avengers. How yeah. do you know her? Kobe Smolders, kill him. And I
3: met um, through a friend, through, she's Canadian. She's, in right. real life, she's
1: Canadian. It wasn't just pure character? No,
3: they, they, yeah, it was, it was uh, art imitating life. And I had shot a pilot with a very close friend of hers who was an actor, and we were the leads in that, and um, she came to our taping, and apparently we met there, and I don't really remember
1: the specifics. Was this after you were thirty?
3: No no. no, no, we had to
1: because your, your honeymoon. She's was the after. one that showed yeah. me to drink. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so drove me to educate myself
3: on college It's what brings us yes. the whiskey today. Uh, okay. uh, and, and then a month later, Paul's like, hey, I'm about to head back to Vancouver, but there's this birthday party. Why don't you come hang out? Because it's the last time we can hang out. And that's where we met and hit it off. And we're kind of flirty. We went to Cat and the Fiddle. On What's Sunset. That? Do you remember that? Do you ever go to that bar? Cat in the Fiddle. It's an old Hollywood bar. Um, and like, we're kind of flirting and people were like, how do you know Paul? And I was like, we did a pilot and she was like, he was really good in it. And I was like, okay, I can tell she's putting out a vibe. And then she's like, yeah, I, I just booked this pilot and I shoot next week and it's called How I Met Your Mother. And it was like, Oh well, good luck with that, darling. (laughs) And nine years later, (laughs) she bought us a house.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's it's
1: it's good to be the the trophy husband in that. (laughs)
3: Exactly. I've got the hat
1: that says exactly that. Trophy husband. I got a good trophy husband (laughs) hat.
3: Yeah. No, I'm proud. I'm proud to be an arm. How long
1: have you guys been uh, married now?
3: We have been married eleven years. Eleven years. We just celebrated a week ago. Eleven years. I'm celebrating eleven tomorrow. I mean, where'd you do it? Uh, By the way, I'm doing a drinking
4: game for everybody, every time they cheers or fist bump, you have to you take have to a shot. Tea. Yeah, <laughs> fist bump shots. People are gonna get fucked up.
3: <laughs> 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 um, cool, that's awesome. Yeah, we were the eighth, and we were in, uh, in Santa Inez, like uh, Solvang.
1: Oh, oh Solvang, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I just went there uh, on the way up to another wedding, um, my yeah, sister-in-laws, cool. so like that, or, so we, we, we stopped by on the way up up to, uh, where they get married? Um, Where's the aquarium up there? Monterey. Monterey. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Post yeah. Ranch? Uh, no, it Ventana? was, they, they, they picked like a little park. There. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, you know, it was like right, right off the uh, cliffs there. That whole
3: Southern Bay area. It's gorgeous, Carmel, man. Monterey, beautiful. Dude, I love
1: going up there. Me too. That's what, I mean, Big Sur. Yeah. I haven't done Big Sur yet. Oh, my, really? My wife's still mad at me for that
3: but if you if you're like yeah if you want to like wow her post ranch in in big sur
1: that's the one well the tree we, house we, rea- we realized that one no after kid. we had yeah exactly <laughs> we're like so we get so luckily my sister-in-law lives up near the area in, in san jose so we're like so here's what we're going to do we're going to drop frankie off at with Brilliant. you yes, <laughs> yes we're going to go back hit it up start.
3: no because it's awesome
1: it's yeah, beautiful no that, that, i think i'll save that for the 20th anniversary yeah, yeah, yeah. if you make it babe <laughs> Um.
3: <laughs> Red record sales need to come back too. No, no, no. Say,
1: hey, cheap or or you know, like we'll, it'll get figured out. By the <laughs> no, no, no. I hope strike ends. Yeah, exactly.
3: We'll meet you there if the strike ends. Yes, yeah, sounds good.
1: Sounds <laughs> good. Oh man, but yeah. So the last thing I'll ask about SNL, then we can then we can sure. move on. Was uh, now I forgot what? I, oh, my favorite character of yours, the okay. reoccurring one on uh, Weekend Update, Jebediah Atkinson. Uh, Atkinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that yours? No. Okay. No,
3: no. And, and I remember Fred take, saying that Seth wrote. What was the character you asked him? And Seth was the one who wrote oh, that it. That was uh, Ian. He
4: said Ian that. Rubbish. Like, Ian right. Rubbish. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, yeah similar. Seth Seth. And, and the Weekend Update crew. That one was like, it'd been a really long week where like I was in two digital shorts and I was like sleeping in because I shot till 5 or 6 a.m. on Saturday. Um, And I woke up to a text from Seth and he's like, hey, we got this idea for a character we think you'd be good at. And they'd read the article about this, this like I forget what paper it was, but it wasn't Philadelphia, but it was something like you know North Dakota or whatever who had been at the Gettysburg Address and gave it a negative review. Like, what is the schlock? This is lame. <laughs> <laughs> the most historic presidential so said I, That
1: was a real review. That
3: was a real. The first one. That was yes, a real. That to be so <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't read that character. I didn't have to do it at the table read. I just went up to the writers' room on the ninth floor and did a read through just with the update crew. And it was working. They're like, "Yeah, let's try to dress." And yeah, it would, It just it landed. It, it landed. landed. Awesome. Yeah. I love Thanks,
1: every time the crowd would react. You just like. Was, so was that like improv when they when they would go like ooh or did yes. it start it had to at least start that way and then you kind of fed off of it right correct okay. correct
3: yeah the, I mean the first one is like there there was just, it, just a dud and that's the one where Seth breaks in a way I haven't seen him break where just the joke does not land and <laughs> how and,
1: much fun is that by the way for you guys <laughs> at
3: that point that was fun I mean I trusted Seth a lot and he yeah. looked out for me so that that there's uh, it was a really good time. Um, But then, yeah, that definitely became part of the character is the Mm. audience response to. And they even built it in structurally into the script of like, we have to have a groaner so that the audience can react so that we can call back and like, I have one more, but you're not going to like it if you didn't like the Charlie (laughs) Brown joke or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So good. Oh, Michael Keaton, your impression on the uh, Charlie Brown joke. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Keaton, Uh, Keaton has been a... Big part of uh, my life since he played Batman, so. Same,
3: same, Beetlejuice. For me. Like, Beetlejuice, I was Beetlejuice for Halloween. You were a clown, I was Beetlejuice. And then Batman came out and I was Batman. Keaton was the guy and he hosted, mm. and that was the best, because mm-hmm. Bobby and I wrote a sketch that became the monologue. And then maybe a month ago, I ran, I, we were celebrating my wife's birthday at the steakhouse by where we live, and Keaton walks in with his family. And he's there with his son, and I know this because his son came when he was hosting. And like, there's a lot of that "I" thing, where like, you know somebody, but do they know you? You know that game. Yeah, you where always you're like, wonder, like, like, you, hey, d- should d- I do you remember me? Yeah, yeah me or not? exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, that, yeah. like, and it got me so in my head because the same thing. Keaton as Batman is like that. Made me go. I want to be in show. I want to be in entertainment. That was that, that was Batman that. coming down. American oh. Express card. Don't lead home with that, Will you shut up? <laughs> there is no bat and him gliding down was like magic is real yes. magic superheroes are real and I want to do whatever I need to do to get to make things that aren't real feel that's interesting feel real.
1: because that was the first time I think for all of us at least at this age that like they did a comic book movie serious yes and, that, and they did it Amazingly. I mean, you had yes. Jack Nicholson as fucking Joker for crying out loud. Burton. I mean, Tim Burton. Yeah. Tim Burton, I mean, yeah. And then, I mean, you mentioned Keaton as, as Beetlejuice too, which yeah, was, man. oh God, so great. So good. I remember uh, here in Huntington Beach, was a, a, a movie theater that we went as a family every Christmas for whatever movie. Uh, you saw my tombstone signed by Val Kilmer. I'll
3: be a, I'll be a Huckleberry. Mm, yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's just my game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like, this charter center was walking distance and every Christmas they would have like a big movie or it had just come out like before that and I remember there was a line out the fucking door for Batman we stayed in that line to like watch like the midday matinee or whatever and it was and I just remember walking away I mean I was probably six years old at the time I just remember going like that was the coolest fucking movie i ever seen in my yes. life. And then later I'd saw Tombstone in the same place and said that was the coolest movie I've ever That's seen. Awesome. That's amazing. But and like, then you saw Batman Forever and, and both of your worlds came together. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God. And Jim Carrey was <laughs> in perfect. it, like, oh my God. It was Dude, yeah. so, everyone like got like weird at that time about like different Batman shifting. Do you yeah. remember that? And like, I, I remember thinking, and then everyone goes back to like, Val Kilmer wasn't that good of a Batman. I'm like, what are you talking about? He was a great yeah, Batman. He had the perfect
4: mouth for Batman. Beautiful yeah. job. Yeah. 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 Beautiful lips, beautiful job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we can all agree. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> What's up, everyone? This is Jay Reason, and I want to let you all know that Diablo Zen Podcast is now part of the Sound Talent Media family. Listen in as me and the one and only Danny Diablo, a.k.a. Lord Ezak, interview artist from the hardcore punk, metal, hip-hop scenes, and beyond. We have conversations with guests like actor Peter Green, DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill, LA street photographer Estevan Oriol, Jimmy G from New York City's legendary Murphy's Law, and pro wrestler Vampiro, to name a few. If you're a fan of good discussions and lots of laughs, tune in and
0: join the fun. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads,
1: Mm. Uh, well do you have any like so you said like that was a time when you realized you wanted to be in showbiz.
3: Yeah, yeah, and then and then, and Keaton came into the steakhouse and I'm like looking at my wife, and, uh, happy birthday. But should I say hi? Do you think I should say hi? She's like, take a breath, calm down. As we're leaving, if he makes eye contact, go over and say hi and say, you know. So I did that. Now, like, I'm walking out and he looked, <laughs> like, made a beeline for him. I was like, hey Michael, hey man, it's Taryn, we did SNL again. He's like, oh yeah, 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 hey, hey, how are you man? And I was like, um, yeah, just uh, I saw he wanted to say hi, he you know, said hi to his son, and he's like, uh, what are you doing? Are you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, my, my wife's birthday, we're celebrating, that's great, that's great. You live in the area? And I was like, yeah, 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 we're just a couple blocks away, and so he's like, hey, yeah, yeah, us too, us too, we're in here all the time. I was like, oh, same, we come here all, all the, and here's Mr. Keith that would be amazing. <laughs> I invited him to this podcast. <laughs> that's the end of the story. Yeah, don't worry. About I invited that. him here.
2: <laughs> um,
1: we'll cut that out. Hey, don't worry about. No, it. I think it's, okay. prob- it's probably just a delivery or something. I should have okay. turned that off. Oh, yeah. good. No worries. But
3: um, so I'm there, and I'm like, uh, "It's so good to see you." It's a, it, the, um, thing. Oh, that's what he said. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here all the time." He's like, "You come here a lot?" I was like, "Yeah, it's our favorite place." He's like, "Great, great, great, great. Yeah, us too." Um, so if you see me here in the future, feel free to leave me alone. No, he didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. Ah! No. I mean, totally joking, but right. such a great, such awesome. a perfect it's... burn. Where I was like, he knows everything. <laughs> yeah. He knows.
1: Hold on a second. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah no worries.
3: Oh, good. No worries. I turned that off. Well, um, might be uh maybe it's important
1: or are you about to be served. Uh, yeah, it, it is. I got to get my jacket before I leave get for your tomorrow. Jacket. Hey, what's up, man? One second, please.
4: All right. I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about comics. Great. Can we do that? Yes, please. All right. So. First of all, you married someone in the Marvel world, which is awesome. Yes. But you also wrote, uh, well first, The Illegitimates, right? Yes. So how did that come about first? Obviously, have you always loved comics? And
3: I, Yeah, my, my whole life, like a comic book in the Christmas stocking was always part of the thing, and, and X-Men and me and my bro had a toy box of action figures, and we'd dump them out, and we'd build armies, and we'd play, and X-Men the Animated Series was huge. Yeah. Batman the Animated Series, like, very inspirational stuff. Um, and loved comic books. Spider-Man, Batman were huge, X-Men were huge. And I had this idea and a friend of mine, Mark Andrejko, was a comic book writer. And I said, that is a sick jacket. Thank you. That's sick. Yeah, it's just... It's, uh, the, it's been... the cheetah, it's the cheetah detail, especially. You know
1: what's funny about that is I had, I ordered the jacket and it was too tight. Oh. So in order to let it out, they, they released the add a cheetah? And I was like, they're like, what fabric would you want to add it out? And I was like, cheetah print, let's go. So cool. Thank you.
3: That's rock star shit,
1: right? That's Sorry star. that I didn't interrupt the podcast.
3: No, but. <laughs> For that jacket,
4: worth it. <laughs> so, back um, to nerd talk, not
2: yeah, cool yeah. guy stuff. Enough <laughs> cool stuff. Yeah, so I had this idea, and I wanted
3: to spitball it to my comic book writer friend, Mark Adreco, <laughs> and I told him, and, and then there was a really cool um, encounter on a New York subway. There was a, a husband and wife and their daughter who was, like, around my daughter's age, and, like, she kept looking at me, and I'd make a silly face or whatever, trying to be nice... Not creepy guy on the subway, and the dad goes, "Hey, are you Taryn Killam from SNL?" I was like, "Yeah, man, nice to meet you." He's like, "I'm Mike Marts," and I was uh-huh. like, yeah, "I know." Yeah, it's like you're the editor of Batman comics for DC. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah," and I was like, "Holy effing shit!" So through Mike, I was able to connect us to an artist, to Kevin Sharp, who is like our initial riot, uh, artist for like character design and stuff, and. Yeah, it, and then I self-financed it just because I was like, I believed in this idea and loved it, and we did a, a six-issue arc and put that out in stores, and that was like a So is that how true. it works with ID, uh, IDW? So we, I produced it, and they, they offered to distribute it. They're like, we'll put it out, we'll help print it, and we'll recoup our costs for printing, but we'll sponsor your production, because we'd already kind of gotten going on script. We'd already scripted it, and I think the first two issues had been penciled or something when we kind of brought it to them of like, What'd you think of this? Nice. And like, we did Comic Con in New York and we had a zine and we, you know, it was, yeah, it was really cool. So then years later, um, Nick Lowe, because uh, I, through Kobe's connections with Marvel, got to do a tour of their offices. And they're like, would you ever want to write something? I was like, anytime you call, I'll write whatever you want. And Nick Lowe is like, we have this Spider Verse spin-off of a cowboy Spider-Man. And you could do the one-off issue. And I was like, yes, please. And that was so cool. And I think was pretty well received, which is nice. Iconic
4: cover too. And then, yeah, yeah. He's
3: a a collector over there. We were talking shop before before we hit record. Um, And then they asked me to do like a full Spider-Man arc, like a four issue arc in this Empire. Empire was like this, about this Planet species that came in, and then COVID, <laughs> so so you can get some of that at the back of the compilation that came out oh. of the Empire Run, um, and then yeah, our buddies Chris and Phil, Chris and Phil wrote on How I Met Your Mother. So okay. Phil Lord, Chris Miller, they directed Twenty One Jump Street, Twenty Two Jump Street, Lego the Lego, Lego.
1: Movie. Oh, um, all of those are amazing by the way all
3: great they're brilliant um, and they're the best and and they did uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse They uh, Phil wrote the script and Chris
1: helped okay, him I produce didn't realize, it I didn't realize that okay. yeah
3: and so when they did they did it into the Spider-Verse and then across the Spider-Verse they knew they were going to feature Web Slinger that's Cowboy Spider-Man mm-hmm. and they knew that I had written the sort of only solo issue of that character and they asked me to voice it which was that's rad sick. rad it's like four lines
4: but it was like the but coolest thing in the world, but you're part of a comic book movie. But you exactly. and Nicolas Cage are both in the Spider Verse. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly.
2: Of Any, anything with anything with
1: yeah. Nick Cage. Anything, <laughs>
3: anything to be close to Nick Cage. Yeah.
1: Dude, how good was his like revamp? What was the name of it? Unbearable weight. Uh, of being, yeah, of talent, massive talent, massive talent. Yeah, that's such a good movie. He's
3: a Mandy. Have you seen Mandy? Yeah, I don't think uh, You would dig
1: it. I'm you sure I would. So he's he. I, I'm a. I do love Nick Cage movies. I, cool. I always have. But I'm not the fan that he is on it. Like, I mean, I, when I was going, we could grew up in the same time. Like, mm-hmm. The Rock, you mm-hmm. know? Like face Off. Raising, face yeah, off, Face Off. In Arizona, Volta, for sure. Arizona.
3: Peggy Sue uh, Got Married. Do you like that? Mm-hmm. Which It's oh, a Coppola film, but yeah, it's yeah. great. That, uh, uh, Kathleen Turner. If you haven't, watch it. It's, I I'm
1: Sure, I've seen it, and now I feel bad that I don't remember it. But, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know. Dude, yeah, yeah, you, okay. you get older, you forget some shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And whiskey helps, too. Yes. Boom. You know. <laughs> Bam. Mm. Well, yeah, so, before so-and-so rudely interrupted this podcast and brought in a jacket. Before your custom leather jacket
3: tailor showed <laughs> up and
2: interrupted
3: us. <laughs> we were saying, we're just like you guys.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're just people. I mean, everyone <laughs> gets a With Ed signatures on our walls, oh, yeah, and just... neon lights with our names. Yeah. We're just grounded people. So
1: grounded. <laughs> And so excited to talk to Michael Keaton. So you, yes. did, you fit, so let's finish that story. Yes. So as he, when he gives the sick burn, when he is, gives the sick
3: burn, and go, he go, he goes.
1: Uh, yeah, we're all the time too.
3: So if you see us again, feel free to just leave me alone. Yeah. I was like, I knew it. Yep. That was my instinct. I should, I shouldn't have come over. So have a great meal, have a great meal. We laughed, Haha. We, We said, good to see you. All right, bye. And then you did He's leave
1: back. Okay. that. And then that. I left immediately. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was kidding, right? <laughs> right? Tony, <laughs> he was kidding. He
2: was totally <laughs> kidding. Like, can, yeah. Turn, yeah. Turn. Like, like, dude, yeah. that
1: was definitely a joke. And he, <laughs> he wasn't, that's his way of inviting you to sit down with yes. his family.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. He's like,
3: come stay hang. And I didn't, I didn't read the the social cue, but if I see him again, yeah. I'll know to like send a drink over an item and just like pretend like I'm leaving him alone. Yeah, <laughs> that's my bit. Yeah, <laughs> like said, uh, this uh, appetizer platters from the gentleman in the corner said he wants to leave you alone, <laughs> 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 just in my Batman cowl,
1: dude. But Michael Keaton has like those, it's the eyebrows, it's the face. Like, even if he was making a mm-hmm. joke, I can imagine. Well, like, you did the teeth, I didn't way. even think about it's how he that, does the teeth. Got it's got so got you're right. A
3: a little lisp up top, Well soft. What was the soft movie? S.
1: What was the movie where he's the crazy renter? Uh, renter. He was. He crazy was. He, he was like the squatter at the at the house. I can't. I'm gonna have to go back to Not this. Not multiple. Yeah, it was like multiple. No, 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 it was multiple multiple. <laughs> Also amazing movie. I like Pizza <laughs>
2: Steve.
1: Yeah. Pizza <laughs> 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 Steve is definitely the best. Steve. Yeah. Uh, no. It, what the fuck is the name of that? I'm gonna have to come back to that. Okay. Because there is a movie that if if everyone out in this room doesn't know who, what I'm talking about, it's a movie that's definitely. Look it up on IMDb while you're over there, buddy. It's, it's, it. it has something to do Mister with-
3: Mr. Mom. What's the one where he's the gangster? Uh,
1: that there's, was uh, Johnny Dangerous. Johnny Dangerously. Oh my gosh, yes. fantastic. And the sex,
4: the sex cartoon, I remember as a kid going, what is this? What do you remember that? that <laughs>
2: yes, Yes, was,
4: was
1: The sex cartoon was in Johnny Dangerously?
4: Yeah, they watched some, like, I don't know if it was a sex ed video or something, right. and there's like a- yeah, 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 I don't remember Shoot, that, I don't, I don't remember.
1: remember that scene. Yeah. Maybe it was it was edited when I watched it on TV. Right,
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Comedy Central did not show no. the sex ad. No, there's a
1: movie where he was super creepy, and he's like he's like squatting at somebody's house. I there's
3: like, an, oh, what's on?
1: Pacific, Pacific it. That's, That's it. That's it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
3: He's a squatter. Isn't that like it's a naval thriller? Isn't that one a naval thriller? No, 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 no. He's just he's just, just, in he's, the just house?
1: he's just a squatter. and Ooh. It looks like it's filmed in like San Francisco or something like that. I gotta, I gotta check it and out. It's like like these. This couple moves into this house.
3: Melanie Griffith,
1: that's right. Yeah, they move into this house, and to afford it, they rent a unit. And he ends up doing a bunch of creepy shit in the unit. Oh, yeah. Cool. And I mean, who better to do do anything. He
3: can do anything. Uh,
1: He really can. Yeah. You can do anything, man. You're doing all these fucking voices and everything. You know. Well anyways, uh absolute pleasure having you over to the Thank house. Thank you for having and, us here, man. Yeah, man. I hope that we could uh, continue this friendship and please. Uh anytime we're we're crossing paths and you want to come out to a show, bring your brother over yeah. here. You guys, yeah, hell yeah. you guys got uh you guys got an in there for Thanks, sure. Thanks, man. But uh, really Thank appreciate you so much, dude. Last last days, uh last thing to get into here is I still see the Rams Rams. Okay, right here. let's talk it. Let's talk it. This will How come out much? this will come out on probably Tuesday. So the okay. second week will be over. What do you? Who you you guys got this week?
3: That's unfair. We got Niners this week at SoFi, which is always just a kick in the crotch. Um, I will. I'm. I wasn't confident coming into week one. I was like, ooh, we got. We have the second youngest team in terms of first or second year players. Mm -hmm. We have a small team. Like, if I have any complaint about McVay, and I don't. And yeah, I love he my coach. won a fucking Super Bowl. He's been to two Super Bowls, oh, and, won, and he won one. And the only one scoring. that he
1: lost was against Patrick fucking Mahomes. So uh,
3: uh, Brady,
1: even worse. Was it again? Oh, Brady that's right. In it was the lowest. It was the, the lowest, lowest scoring. scoring game. It was
3: such a boring we game. We watched I it up here, there. and I couldn't believe it. It was such a boring game. I was right. I, we had great. I was sitting with Keenan, and we had great seats. And Akeem Talib intercepts Brady first quarter. I was like, here. We go! Yeah. yeah.
1: Here's the best defense in the, in
3: the league at <sighs> this time. And then it just. Yeah. And then Brady did his Brady magic. We have <laughs> Niners. I feel great. Stafford looks the best he's looked out of the gate ever for us. Ever. He mm-hmm. was so sharp. And the thing I was going to say about McVeigh, he likes a small guy. He likes a small, fast guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't draft big. He doesn't where? draft size, really. It's like trade for size, draft small. I wonder where he got
1: that from because he's like so tall.
3: <laughs> I know, exactly. You just see his like Napoleon complex in <laughs> his sweatshirt as he's like. I
1: know nothing about a, Nicole, a Napoleon complex. <laughs>
3: um, I, I'm nervous, of course, and, and literally, if I didn't hate the Niners, I would be in love with Brock Purdy. I love
1: that. What a good, I what a good love story. that player. What a great story. What a great fucking story. Oh, like, oh my god. So cool. And yeah, the team again. We can hate franchises, but you sure. look at the Niners. Talent team, is undeniable. It's so undeniable. They're so strong. Yeah, and that's how I felt about Boses. like the Rams for yeah. for last of Us. And that's why like I have more confidence, as you said, after the after week one. Yeah. Because. It feels like they're back again, like last season. Stafford was hurt all season, totally. scrambling to find a quarterback. Too, they bring and in Donald. Yeah. They bring in Mayfield <laughs> against my Raiders.
3: Oh, I was at no, the game. That's, oh, jeez.
1: Were you there? That was at
3: a Legion. Oh, that was here. Was Taylor sidebar. was there. That's right. There? Taylor was there. Was
1: crazy. <laughs> I, so crazy. here's, here's funny. Crazy here's funny. game. So here's here's what's funny. We we tailgated. We do the whole thing. My buddy takes me. We we got great seats and everything. And I'm watching the game. And it's in the bag. And this guy next to us, Raiders fan, starts passing around a joint. And I'm like, fuck, game's over. Fuck yeah, I'm going to hit that joint. Yeah. And I started hitting it And then, like, all of a sudden, I went, no. No? Wait, wait, what just happened? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, Baker Mayfield is coming back on us right now? Like, no, no disrespect to him, but it was his first time in the organization. Brand new plays and everything. And does a game-winning drive two times on us. I was like... Oh, that sucks. That's brutal. <laughs> That's brutal. Do you like having Jimmy? I do. Yeah. You know, I'm sad I was sad to see Carly because as yeah. a fan, I think Car just He's a very good quarterback. He's mm-hmm. almost—I mean, I, I liked I, watching I, him
2: with the Saints uh, yeah, this past week. I think, week. He, like, I think that's going to be
1: sneaky in the NFC, especially, mm-hmm. especially the NFC this season. The, yeah. ways, the way it shaped up. I mean, you still got Dallas. You still got San Francisco. The Eagles are still really Eagles. the team to be. And, yeah. and I, th- I think the Rams are going to have something to say this, this season too. Now that they're coming back yes. and everyone's healthy, yes. you can't forget about Donald. You know, and Ever. no, and Cup. You can't. You just can't forget about all that.
3: Well, stuff. Well, Puka.
1: Puka like,
3: they, were saying, good in that they furthest, were saying yeah. all preseason he's got a Cup vibe. He looks like Cup. He
1: runs routes like Cup. We're yeah. like,
3: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What a, what a debut. He looked, he looked amazing um, this past Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, as far as Jimmy G goes, again, love Carr. Huge fan. I think that, like, he never got a fair shake. Mm. Uh, the one year with Del, Del Rio, he was going to be uh Hey, what's up, Frankie? Rick, hey, dude. How are you, man? I <laughs> like get that ready shirt. For... That's an awesome shirt.
3: <laughs> you're
1: welcome. <laughs> you Go ahead and uh, have a seat there, buddy. We'll finish, we're wrapping up here in just a second. Um, so so uh, Del Rio, as coach, Yes. they win 12, 13 games, and Carr gets here at the end. Yeah. Uh, they get rid of Del Rio two seasons later. hmm and then they bring in uh, Gruden, and mm-hmm. Gruden comes in, and for all of his bad press and everything, I'm just talking <laughs> football. A fair here. amount, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and I understand that I'm not, uh, I'm not commenting on that. Sure. Frankie, stand back, please.
2: Yeah.
1: You're gonna knock stuff over, Frankie. I, I, actually, can you just go downstairs for me, please, for a little bit? Not that way. Not that way. Okay, Frankie. Going back my
3: girls love Minecraft so much. Do you play survival mode or creative mode? Yeah, that's what we do too. Wait, I think it's survival. with the zombies and stuff. I, I my, my daughter, my youngest daughter, can't handle the stress. I'm not sure. You're not sure. He's, He's only fine. played with his cousins a cool, little bit. Cool, fun. I only played once. Do you ever play Roblox? No. Do you play music? <laughs> so cool man. Nice to meet you. <laughs> he's like hey grown man I don't know if I trust you yeah. <laughs> you did what you taught don't how you know you're doing your job <laughs> as a father
1: it's so funny because we do these podcasts here and like for so long a lot of them are going to be like like with Fred and other yeah. people a lot of them are going to be over Zoom but I have like yeah. It's fun for him again because like a lot of times I have like professional wrestlers. I don't know if you're a professional wrestling fan. I, yeah.
3: I appreciate it, but I'm not knowledgeable at all. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I mean like he's friends with some of the guys that come over to the house and stuff. So, so like cool. it's super cool. I always joke, I'm like, dude, when I was a kid, you have no fucking clue. If like <laughs> Bret Hart came over to my house, I'd be losing my yeah, shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
3: No but it's not fair, you know. I
1: mean, I'm not I'm not diminishing <laughs> sure, it. Not, sure. not at all. I'm like going like these are props as a father. I love it. Exactly, exactly. Also, the reflection met, will be rad. You just met Taron Killam and you don't realize it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean,
3: I just met
4: Frankie, so that's uh-huh. how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So tell him it's web-slinger. He might know. Yeah, yeah, yeah Exactly, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember the
3: cowboy guy in uh, Across the Fighters? I did those four lines. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Do you like Nature Cat on PBS? he's oh, <laughs> Nature Cat, Any? oh my god, my kids. Love nature cat. Oh, I totally awesome. forgot. Oh, oh cool! That's I love.
3: I love being a part of that. Yeah. That's such a good. Again, family, wholesome, feel good.
1: That's one you're gonna have to show me because that, that's not. That's not. It's a nice one. There. It's yeah, a nice one. Right?
3: He maybe is already aged out, quite honestly, because it's like for little, little witchy mm-hmm. beans. But it's nice. It's a good one.
1: I'll da- I mean, I'll check it out anyway. Nice, but yeah. yeah. Why not? You know, maybe I convince the wife to have yeah. a second one. You know. No, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they can learn about nature. <laughs> So, back to football real quick, we were talking about Gruden, Gruden, just
3: football coaching strategy. Just football coaching. That's all we're
1: talking about. In the third year, they came out finally with his team, whatever that is. It was his team. Him and Carr were together. And they went 4-1. and
3: Yeah.
1: And then all of a sudden, it started happening. They lost to the Bears, which was like, at the time, I was like, why are you losing to the Bears? And then literally two days later, everything came out. And I was like, oh, that's why we lost to the Bears. Turmoil.
2: (laughs) and And
1: then it came and then you know Carr then again went out and did what he made the Raiders make the playoffs Mm -hmm. and lose albeit lose but in the playoffs to the Bengals who would go on to play the Rams yes 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 so I was like okay this guy's clearly not a bad quarterback it's not that's not what it is he he ended up being a scapegoat so to all the New Orleans fans I think you guys are going to have a great fucking season
3: undeniable talent so good, like strong arm, I just think you got Devon, you got your guy. You got him, and you couldn't make it happen. So that's just that. It was,
1: it, it, Did you watch
3: Quarterback on Netflix?
1: I didn't watch that yet, no. I watched, well, I started it. It's so good. I, I do want to watch it a little bit more, but you know. I watched I, like Kelsey. I watched Patrick Mahomes talk, you know, and like, as much as I love. Dude. It I love Patrick like Mahomes, but so like, God, he's in my division. He's just a happy little kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You have the hardest <laughs> division, because it's
3: Mahomes He's just a little boy, and he is Tom Hanks and Big.
1: No, he's Kenny Powers. He sounds like Kenny Powers, but his he energy ages. is he's, like, uh, okay.
3: I'm an eight year old boy who's growing in the best physical body ever. <laughs> I was given a super body. I woke up one morning and I said, I want to get that ball in the touchdown and they give me a super body. And so I use it all the time now. <laughs> That is his energy. Like you watch great, quarterback,
1: you, you have done great impressions I know here today. <laughs> that was awesome. That might be my favorite one. <laughs> <line.
3: laughs> I, oh. I just woke up, I have these shoulders, super strong, I'll throw it as far as I want. Sometimes I throw it up this way, and it gets to the guy, and that's great because I want to get points. Sometimes people make fun of me, and so I get points on them. And that's how I do good football. <laughs> That is so
1: fucking he, good. He
3: just like you're a good time. You're just you just want to win, oh. and you make it happen. And you're I and it's hard to you can't hate that. I dude, do not hate. Yes. I yeah, do yeah, not yeah. hate.
1: Yes, I just get sad that he's. Of course, it's unfair. It's, yeah, unfair. it's unfair.
3: Zoltar gave him all those powers. <laughs> yeah. <I, Zoltar>. So <laughs> Patrick Moynihan's got his powers from Zoltar. You heard it here first on Drinks with Johnny.
1: Ooh. Hey, you heard it. <laughs> No, so the, I think the original question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. How do
1: you feel about the Raiders? <laughs> How do you feel about uh, Jimmy G? So, Jimmy G, yeah. so Jimmy G comes in and looks good the first the first part, and that, that's the other thing. Like you mentioned, Devonte Adams coming in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That was also Josh McDaniels' first season coaching.
2: Right. So, like
1: yep. the scheming for everything just it's hard to it, learn. It the takes, whole new it takes book. a couple yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. And I think that they did. It, it just wasn't vibing, but I get it. Josh McDaniels, will give him like, he's a system guy, we'll see mm-hmm. how the system works. Mm-hmm. It didn't work for the Broncos several years ago, so I'm hoping it works <laughs> for us Raiders. Yep, yep. Uh, but seeing, I do know that Jimmy G is a winner. Mm. No, matter, no matter how it, you saw him in your own division. Yep. No matter what, like they try to Very push him out a couple winner. of times. Very fragile winner. Yes, absolutely. Man yeah. just might break, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah. if he stays healthy, they get wins, he's, he's and amazing. if they don't, we tank for Caleb Williams. Come on.
3: <laughs> I literally before Sunday I was like, "We want Williams. Come on. Just 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 eat it. And let's get Williams. Eat it.
1: Let's just go." Who, Stafford, It makes straight, it I, honestly ups, it makes Maddie, more you've sense. Done it. Yeah. It honestly makes more sense for the Rams to get the USC boy. Yeah. For sure, man. Sorry. Yes. Uh, human. Human being. Um uh, but I mean, of course, any any team would love to have him. Yeah. So like it's going to be yeah. It's gonna be a fight. Everyone's gonna see how they, how they fare for a little bit and then you're gonna start seeing some teams go, all right, we don't have it yet. Let's start moving towards yep. Caleb. Um, so well, I already
3: know what I want our next hang to be, which is like a
1: Rams-Raiders game. I would love that, but we gotta wait too long for that. Too long. Preseason, We're, we just missed the preseason. Go, yeah, yeah, how do, how do we? We'll Why don't we do a Rams and do a Raiders? I'm I wanna totally go to Allegiant. Been. I haven't been there you yet. You haven't been there yet? Mm-hmm. I'm going, what are you doing in November? Broadway. What are you doing on Broadway? Spam a lot. You're doing Are a really? On. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Awesome.
2: Yeah.
3: Thank
1: you. That's going to be sick. It's cool. It's exciting. Maybe I'll have to go there too. Come to New York. Dude, I'd please hit me up in New York. Please. I'd love to. I love New York. We you actually mix our up. records all the time there, or we used to. The last one we record, uh, we mixed in the Poconos, but since 2005, City of Evil, we uh, mixed with a guy named Andy Wallace, He's an amazing mixer. And uh, we'd always go into uh, by Madison Park, right there. He had a oh, building sick. there that was.
3: I think that's the original Shake Shack. It
1: is, and that was the first time I, <laughs> when I was 2005. They said go to Shake Shack, and I went. Yep, you were right. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Cheese the original. Fries?
3: Oh God, yeah. Cheese fries are good.
1: Cheese fries, and then every once in a while they'd have like their IPA that they would do there. Sure, sure, sure. I'm
3: not a beer guy. Not a beer on guy. Okay. Johnny, which is a good punctuation. Like, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm like, I skipped beer and wine. I went straight to the hard stuff. You know, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> kids, so responsible. Just skip beer. And wine. Take it from
1: Nature Cat Kids. <laughs>
3: get beer and wine and go straight to the heart and stuff. Midday, drink some jar.
1: Anyways, I'm happy about Jimmy G. I'm happy about you being here, man. Nice I somebody. really appreciate it. Such new, a joy. New friendship here, Such man. Such a joy, Same. Thank you guys all for watching. I have to drink that because it's really impolite to have a guest drinking that This is fancy. It. Yeah, it's very fancy. It's fancy, very good fancy. stuff. Good yeah. stuff, good stuff. Thank you, Thank friend. you guys very much for uh, tuning in. We'll see you next time, as always. Cheers. Cheers. Manawiya. Is that how you say it in Budapest?
3: Uh, Polynesian.
1: Polynesian? I don't know Polynesian. It's like Hawaiian, you know, mano Yeah, 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 oh, well, I, 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 yeah. I don't know the you language. You know where it is? <laughs> That's a better send off.
0: <laughs>
2: Sick, dude.
0: Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Hey, this is
3: Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network.